With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. That is us. Good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. How you doing tonight, Torres? Well, uh, I got to deal with you two days in a row, so yes. I'm a little crabby. Wow. But other than that, no, I'm, I'm great. You and I worked did, together last night for Jason and Mike, and I hope you're doing well. How's your Saturday going? Did you see the pizza I made my wife uh, for lunch today on uh, on Twitter I did today. I did not see the pizza you made. I Do I dare check? A, I put in a pizza for her, and I forgot to oh, remove no. the bottom part, you know, the bottom cardboard part of it. Okay. Let me look real quick here. It did, but it just, well, first of all, I was mad that she wanted to have that pizza because it was one of those. Oh, my God. This is was, awful. What are you yeah, it doing? Was one of those, it was one of those cauliflower pizzas, you know, which isn't even a real pizza. So I'm like, come on. And so I put that in, and I forgot that, the, that there was cardboard underneath. I was going to try to serve it to her, um, but I'm like, oh, she could maybe choke on it or something. So I, I better not do that. And uh, so I'm like, yeah. well, I guess you're not having lunch today. <laughs> you're not having lunch today. That sounds yeah. very uh, abusive. So I, you're actually very lucky that she that you didn't burn the house down. I know. I had that in for like 17 minutes. Wow, is this like the first time you've ever used the oven? Have you ever cooked before? No, I just I I, I took off the plastic, and I didn't think there was going to be a cardboard bottom once I took the plastic off. It's cauliflower pizza, for God's sakes! Wow, look at Ooh. you, cauliflower pizza! I wouldn't yeah. have any. That was just for my wife. You look at you, Mister. Uh, you know, you moved from L.A., but you still got that L.A. Uh, sensibility. You, you I was having kale, wings and wings and pizza, kale on top of it. You weren't having pizza, I'll tell you that much, because that 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 was not edible. The picture that you posted. I made my own pizza. My pizza came out fine. Her her pizza you, didn't come out fine. What is wrong with you? What? What, what do you I, want me to she, say? She's she's scraping uh, crumbs out of the bottom of the chip bag yes. while you're eating your own pizza. What's wrong with you? Well, she wasn't feeling good today, but she got her second COVID shot. Um, so she was kind of on the couch. So I'm like, all right, I'll make you a pizza. And I oh burned her God. pizza. I guess you're I guess you're not getting lunch. And 
I made myself a pizza. She didn't want any of mine. So, so she's sick, ill, and on top of that, you can't even cook for her. You should be waiting on her hand and foot. You, you should have, you should have taken off. The I got to work wow. today. I've been busy. Let, let DeSager and I handle the show because we'll, it's going to be better without you. You already wow. know that. And take care of your ailing wife. Actually, I'm not going to lie. My wife got her shot last Saturday, and I did the show, so I can't really say much. But you know what? <laughs> I can't really say much. Uh, I, I'm just glad I didn't burn down the house. That's all I got to tell you. Um, it is a busy night, Saturday night. If you want to get in good sports talk, radio night, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. I got to start off by saying this. You know, I I uh, I texted in the McIntyre today. Uh, he was doing okay. the show earlier today, Jason McIntyre. Real professional, yeah. For for some reason, he just wouldn't say my name. It was, he, he, wouldn't, he kept saying. Does he I, know your name? Well, yes, he knew it was from me. He said, "He said I got a tweet from somebody. Um, don't want to put him on blast. Uh, I got a text from somebody. Uh, somebody called Who? in that we know. He wouldn't say I. And I even, and you know, it was our former producer. Who is it? Bursch. And I said, Bursch, does he not want to say my name? Does he not know who I am? Oh and he goes, I don't know why he won't say you. He kept just saying one guy texts in some anonymous. Blah blah blah. He wouldn't say my name for crying out loud. Did he? Does he know who you are? I think so. Do yeah, you want to share what you actually said? Maybe it wasn't worthy of saying your name. No, because he ended up talking about it. Okay. Um, and my thing was this. I was all excited this afternoon. It was, you know, like noon Eastern, um, an hour. The Knicks were going to play. They had a big game. Um, the Lakers had uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron playing. That is true. Um, they were playing at 1 o'clock Eastern. Uh, the Nets were playing at 1 o'clock Eastern. Obviously, they were going to get their three big, big three back. And I'm like, I looked over at ABC, and they had the WNBA game doubleheader on. Okay. And I'm like, why is I'm like, why is the NBA games not on? And I and I'm asking these guys, and nobody had an answer for me. Well, first, I know it's opening weekend, yes. but come on now, it is opening weekend. Why can't you let the ladies have their moment? Uh, they, now you're going to no, make me okay. sound like a sexist pig now. I mean, you probably want to you, see the Lakers. F- first of all, you just basically said I refuse to cook for my wife. Yes. Now you're bashing the WNBA. Oh, my goodness. I'm I hope not the bosses bashing. aren't listening. I just said, why Why couldn't we, you know, give us no, one I'm... game or something like that? You know, I got to tell you, back in the day, hockey games, they only aired the second and third periods. Maybe at least for the WNBA, we just air the second half of the games or something like that. You know what I mean? No, it is fair. And I'm I'm giving you a hard time. But what I would also say is it is the final week of the regular season, the final yes. weekend, excuse me. And by the way, they have been hyping up these, these play-in games. And the play-in games are serving their purpose, Arnie. There right. is real drama coming down the stretch of the season and you can't even watch these games if you want to. I get your I get your frustration. I actually do on this one. I'm pumped for tomorrow's game between the Knicks and the Celtics. Knicks win. That's a one o'clock Eastern game. They'll get the number four seed. They'll get home court against the Atlanta Hawks, and they have a pretty decent chance of fifty uh, fifty chance of, of winning that first series. So I'm I'm excited about the game tomorrow. I'm, I'm I'm all pumped up, and I couldn't even watch today's game. I'm going crazy. Matter of fact, there was there was nothing to watch today. I mean, I watched the Hall of Fame, but there was really – I couldn't watch any NBA. I got a little bit of the Met game this morning, um, and I watched a little bit of the Bruins playoff game along with another regular season hockey game. We'll get to that later yes. on. But um, there was nothing to watch today. It well, was unbelievable. I will say, just in general, I, I don't really understand how the NBA TV structure works because it does feel weird of they have those very rigid set in stone uh, Wednesday night on on a competing network, Thursday night, Sunday afternoons. 
But I but think about college basketball. I mean, the last week of the season, you can watch any conference tournament anytime, anywhere you want. Obviously, the college football is the same. The NFL does a great job of flexing in games, flexing out games, getting the games that people want on TV late. It is, it's always been bizarre to me. It does feel like for the amount of inventory there is, there isn't as much NBA on as there should be. But again, it, it also it plays into what I said a minute ago. Final weekend of the regular season. And on right. top of that, there is real drama for these playoff spots. Normal times, who cares? Five seed, six seed, eight seed, who cares? This year, you're battling. Are you going to get the bye? Are you not? Are you going to get the seven seed where you sort of – I'm with you. I understand You got to give, give me a channel. I mean, you have ABC. You got ESPN, ESPNU, ESPN2, ESPN Ocho. Yeah, give me something. Put put that. And I know you're like, well, we, we are contractually obligated to put the WNBA games on ABC. Um, well, you know what? I thought you're supposed to put the games on that's supposed to give you the best draw. And obviously, I guess it doesn't make a difference on Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock Eastern. Um, they don't really care what they put on. Um, that's going to draw that the, the WNBA is bad, but I think the Knicks game, the Lakers game, the Nets game would have probably had a little bit more draw, you know, especially if you're trying to build up hype for the playoffs and, um, right. You know, if, if this was game 40, I wouldn't have said a damn thing about that. You know, if, of course, if, if this was game 40 or 50 or game 10, I wouldn't have said a damn thing. We move on. OK, no big deal. You don't get an NBA game one afternoon. You know, I will also say and it kind of plays into what I know we'll talk about throughout the show. I actually felt like for the names that were going into the Hall of Fame today. I didn't feel like there was as much excitement and and buzz about it as there should be. It was kind of just like you kind of realize Thursday, Friday, oh, Hall of Fame is on Saturday. What time? You know, like like the NFL, and I know it's in the middle of the summer. I'm not right. saying the NFL. But the NFL, it always feels like there's a three, four, five-day buildup to that, sat- that Saturday night in Canton. Um, the NBA, even with their normal Hall of Fame induction on a, I, I usually I believe it's on a Friday. I understand it's different. They're doing last year's ceremony. They couldn't do it because of COVID. People are in the audience. It's great. But I felt like even the NBA Hall of Fame with three iconic all-time players, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, and of course the late Kobe Bryant going in, I felt like there wasn't as much hype this week about right. that as I was expecting as well. No, you're right. Um, it, it just wasn't a good week or actually a good day of television, no doubt about that. What did you think about the Hall of Fame inductions? Um, I got to tell you, I watched Vanessa. I thought she was fantastic. Um, I dug the Laker purple dress uh, that she was wearing. I'm like, oh, there you that. go, full Laker purple. I love that. Uh, gave an emotional speech. Um, she was just great. She's a warrior. I mean, I, I can only imagine how tough it was because I was getting all teary-eyed and crying about just the thought of watching Kobe once they put him up on the screen. I mean, it just, uh, it's just so sad um, to see the end like that. And it was just, um, it was just beautiful the way uh, she was talking about it. I, um, you know, I wish Michael would have said something, but you know, that's beside the point. Uh, I thought she was fantastic, and and I enjoyed it. Uh, at least I enjoyed that part of it. Absolutely, and I thought the the that was another thing that caught my attention too. Is I thought the presenters usually gave a short speech. I could be mistaken on that, but I obviously because right. Michael Jordan did an interview this week, and he said, uh, "I'm going to get emotional, but it's okay to be emotional about a, a person that you love and you miss." And so I was expecting him to say something, whatever. But yeah, the star of the show was Vanessa. Um, there's nothing you can say. There's no 
Uh, there's no way to prepare for something like that. But I thought she was absolutely incredible. I thought she obviously honored her husband in an incredible way. For people who didn't see the speech, I'm sure we'll probably play some sound bites throughout the show. But, uh, you know, there was a couple jokes about, uh, uh, you know, him as a husband, how he would react to a moment like this where she's being so nice to him in public. But then also you, you hear about the man that he was, the father that he was, and of course the basketball player that he was, it really resonated with me. The other thing too, Arnie, that resonated yeah. with me um, about a couple things about you know playing, learning how to play with your left hand when he broke a right. finger on his right hand, and how he refused to not play because he knew how important it was for people that were coming to Staples Center that maybe could only afford one game a year. I mean, I think we do in the modern NBA miss some of that and miss some of that Mamba mentality and. Like you said, I thought her speech was incredible. On a much, much, much lighter note, I thought Tim Duncan's speech was awesome as well. No, I, I, and, I, and I enjoyed it. I usually don't watch the ceremonies or I don't bother to watch it live. That's something I wanted to see. I wanted to see the Kobe Bryant exhibit. Did it seem like there was a lot of people there? It didn't seem like it was very crowded at all, did it, or what? Yeah, I don't know what the government regulations are. Now, let me right. ask you. I know you had a friend there. Uh, was yeah. it in Springfield or was it in no. Ho- Ho- Mohegan Sun, right? It was in the Mohegan Sun, which I had no idea. I, th- I thought it was in Springfield. So uh, a buddy of mine says, yeah, I'm going to the Hall of Fame ceremony. Never told me where it was. He, he-, he texts me today. He goes, oh, man, what a blast. I'm like, I'm watching this. It didn't even look anybody from the public was open. And I'm, I'm saying to myself, like, how did you get tickets? How was it? Did you get to talk to anybody? It, it seemed like you were you and all these stars were there. It's amazing. So I said, I'll call you up on the show. We'll talk to him next segment. But I'm like, why didn't I go down there if it was that easy to just get on it? I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how we just got tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, and it did. Uh, it definitely wasn't 100% capacity because I'm guessing there's probably government regulations right. in Connecticut. But I did notice that, too was that it was in Mohegan Sun uh, Arena, which is in Connecticut for people who don't know. So I thought that was interesting. But, yeah, overall, I just thought Vanessa was awesome. It goes without saying. And, by the way, Tim Duncan's speech was actually pretty good, too, talking about his path, his relationship with David Robinson, uh, you know, his relationship with Pop, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, all that stuff. And, obviously, it goes without saying, the most that any of us have ever heard Tim Duncan speak at Pretty much, probably you could tally up all the interviews he did his entire career. It didn't equate to what he did today. Uh, in I guess it was at Mohegan Sun. I don't think any. I don't think like any reporters were there or anything like that. It was like no media coverage on this. It kind of like snuck up on everybody. We were just like, okay, we'll watch it on TV and and we'll talk about it. But um, yeah, I was wondering, you know, where's all the people? But I guess you have to maintain some type of social distancing still and. Um, it just uh, it, it wasn't the feel that I thought it was going to have. You know what I mean? That's what I mean, though. Yeah. Is it didn't it didn't have the feel that I thought it was going to have, and it didn't even have uh, the I don't know if buzz is the right word, but it didn't feel like when I logged on social media that very many people were talking about it. I, I just think, and it plays into what you said about the Knicks not being on TV today, the Ugh. Lakers, the the Nets. Nets. I mean, you know, this is the crunch time of the season. Yes, and. I, Whatever, it's not our decision. Where you know we it don't should be our decision. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you this: I would I would have had the Nets on TV today, or I would have had the Lakers on TV today. That's for sure. Or what I would really do is is you know, I mean, the NFL flexes games all the time. There's no reason that they shouldn't have flexed in one of those two teams or the Knicks today. All right, uh, you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Um, I want to come back. We'll continue talking about the Hall of Fame, and I want to call my buddy JB, who was at the Hall of Fame. 
So I just want to know how it was like. Did he get to take pictures? Were there autographs? Did you get to eat? Did you sneak in anywhere? Did you sit next to anybody interesting? Did we see him on TV? Uh, were you the only one there? I I didn't see anybody else there from the public. You know what I mean, Torres? It was it was just like uh, all uh, famous people, and that's about it. So uh, we'll talk to him also when we get back. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports our Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Busy Saturday night. You get a hold of us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. By the way, are you back in L.A. now, or are you still down south, or what? I am back in L.A. I was just telling the boys, wife and I got away. Uh, there's a beautiful casino slash resort uh, where, you. yeah, we got married uh, right down the street, so our, all of our family stayed there, so... Her and I usually about twice a year go down now, get away. So we were there Wednesday, 
to Saturday. Uh, we came back this morning. They asked they asked us to fill in for Jason and Mike, so I did it from the hotel room. But yeah, you live the life. A lot you of a lot of pool time. Lot I got a nice tan. Thank you for asking. Uh, um, I really didn't care that much. And but, uh, uh, ate yeah. some good food. But <laughs> now, you know now you got me going. So you, you wound uh, me up. I'm gonna keep going. But it, uh, it was great. I hope you get away soon because I know you got a vacation coming. So all right, I want to get to my buddy. He was actually at the Hall of Fame. Uh, he lives up here in Vermont with me and just drove on down. His name is JB. First, hey, JB, first of all, how did you get tickets? What, were you just thinking about going, and did you have to pay for them? How much did they cost? Well, they were uh, – well, first off, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, they were $159 a piece, so I actually got pretty lucky. Uh, there was very limited space available, and uh, I just wanted to catch them on the day they went on sale, so we had to scoop them up. What was the uh, vibe in the arena, JB? Obviously, very emotional to watch Vanessa Bryant from uh. a distance, but what was it like being there? You know, it was actually a very emotional night all the way around. You know, you could just tell the passion and, and the the love and support everybody had for Vanessa and the kids. Uh, I think everybody that stepped on stage tonight mentioned them in their speech and the tough times they had gone through. And, you know, when she got on there, it was nothing but heartfelt like I, I had tears coming to my eyes every every moment of that speech. Did did you run into anybody? Did you get an autograph? Did you get a selfie? Did you sit next to anybody famous? <laughs> did you run into anybody, JB? You know, we bumped into Tamika Catchings a couple of times. You know, my girlfriend, she was uh, Tamika Catchings was eating dinner. My girlfriend, of course, wanted to run over and try to grab an autograph and everything, <laughs> so I had to pull her back real quick. But uh, other than that, you know, it was great. We ran into her. Um, we ran into Akeem Olajuwon, uh, oh. Jay Wilbon, um, you know, a bunch of good people. Kevin Garnett was there. It, it was a great time all the way around. What is it like being in the presence of uh, greatness like that? <laughs> what is it like when KG just happens to just walk into the place you're eating dinner at? You know, I it's you're at a loss for words when something like that happens. You know, you have to try to keep your cool, and you know, you really want to get up and run over and say hi, how's it going? You know, get an autograph. But you know, for the better, we had to keep our cool and and you know, just enjoy the the time we had with everyone and take it all in. So you you didn't like running the Michael or anything like that. MJ was like in a whole separate, different part of it, or. Um, where you're yeah, not close I'm sure to him. He was on his own level. He had security all the way around him. As soon as the event was over and as soon as he stepped off stage, there was no way of of even talking to the man, to be honest with you. Uh, Real quick, actually, I, I got two more for you. The first one, Tim Duncan, what was your reaction to that? We were talking a little bit earlier. That was the most that any of us have ever heard him talk. I thought his speech was excellent. You know what? Tim Duncan, I think he had the, the truest speech out of everyone. I think he went in ill-prepared, which I actually I think the authenticity behind it made it even better. I think uh, I definitely think that he probably had one of the better speeches of the night. Was was there a lot of regular people, a lot of public people there, or were you like one of the few, like, that 100, 1,000, 5,000 buy tickets? How many roughly were, were there like you? You know, I'd say roughly about 200 people like me. I think wow. the rest of everybody else was, was pretty much reserved for the floor seats. You know, I got pretty lucky in getting the seats when I was talking to the lady um, to reserve my tickets. She said if I didn't do it right there on the spot, because I was kind of up in the air, she said if I didn't do it right there on the spot, the likelihood of getting the tickets after that day was slim to none. Wow. So I'm very, very thankful I was able to get these. Last one for me, JB. Uh, Arnie told me before the show that you are a somebody that plays basketball with him. 
and he called you no DJB, <laughs> and I and I said and I said what is your nickname? Airball Arnie or sit at the end of the bench and stop talking wow. Spaniard? So wow. so give us a little scouting report on Arnie Spaniard's basketball game. Yeah, give him the scouting report, JB. Arnie Spaniard's basketball game, huh? Well, see, hold on, really quick, JB. See, I've always analogized it to James Harden, a uh, little bit of a pot belly, uh, <laughs> wild, un- wild contested shots, not really passing the ball all that much. This is pre Nets James Harden, uh, more Houston James Harden. Is that a fairly accurate uh, assessment? Less hair, of course, much less hair, but. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's definitely a fair assessment, except for, you know, a, a couple more air balls here and there. <laughs> sure. Uh, that's why he calls me no DJB, because when I have to guard him, I really just stand no! there. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Shots fired. <laughs> All right, Jamie, look, I appreciate you coming on, my friend. Thanks for doing it. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself down at the Hall of Fame, and, and I'll see you when you get back up to Vermont, buddy, okay? All righty, fellas. Thanks. Have a good night, guys. All right. Take care. That's my buddy, JB. Drove down from Vermont. It was, I think it's only, what, like a four, five, four or five-hour drive from, from where we live all the way down to the Mohegan Sun Tour, as you should know. It's not that far. Well, you, I mean, you should know it was your friend, and we just 200 had... tickets? That's insane. Two, it is. 200 people? You, you For $150, you just buy it, you get to go to the Hall of Fame induction where, where Kobe Bryant's going to be? I... I, where he gets inducted, I that's that's incredible. I would have done that. That know? is a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah, yeah, so pretty cool that he got to go. Great day overall. Great. I, I I'm telling you, man. I obviously Vanessa was the star of the show, as she should be acknowledged for everything that uh, she said today and gone through. But I thought Tim Duncan's speech was really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, joking a lot about Popovich and and you know all the guys that he played with and David Robinson, all that stuff. And I think we forget too. His story is pretty cool. Tim Duncan, as far as um. You know, growing up in the Virgin Islands, he was a swimmer, wasn't really into basketball. And then obviously there was unfortunate circumstance with a hurricane and his pool got wiped out and he took to basketball. But I thought overall his speech was really fun as well. You know, I was going to say maybe Popovich would have gotten some criticism if that Spurs game was, um, you know, of some importance. They already had clinched the playing game over the Pelicans. But um, had that game not been decided or that uh, spot had not been decided, I'm not so sure he could take that time off because if he did, I think I would have ripped him for that. I was wondering if anybody, if there was anybody that was just going to unfairly go after Pop, it's you. I mean, why? I mean, this first of all, he's not in year four as the head coach of the Spurs. He's I been know, there but, but you got a playoff years. to worry about. I guess. I mean, what he could have gone to the game and got ejected in, in in the first quarter, and then you know whatever. So uh, to me, yeah, I, I can't get worked up about. It. I I knew well, you it wasn't imp- up. it wasn't of importance, but if it had some importance, uh, I could see some people certainly being critical of something like that. You know, some people you. I think you would have. Yeah, been yes, it would have been me. Okay, I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy that does. I'm the bad guy that won the NBA games over the WNBA games, I, right? I bet you're one of those guys that when a guy skips a game to go uh, be with his wife when she gives birth, you throw a fit too. That's <laughs> that's what you strike me as. <laughs> wow. I you know I I again if I had known it was only 150 bucks and I could have just drove down here, I didn't even know it was at the Mohegan Sun. I know. Like I said, I thought it was uh, in Springfield or whatever the heck it was. I had no idea that it was going to be right down uh, the road for me. Otherwise, I would have went and taken the day off. Well, I'll tell you, it was very surprising to see the Mohegan Sun signage in the background, you know, the Mohegan Sun Arena. And I I don't remember them ever doing that before. (laughs) I remember it being in Springfield, small, um, small auditorium. 
I don't ever remember the public being allowed in, but maybe I'm making that up. So I don't know if it was just because of the pandemic, they needed more space to get more people in, or if they've ever let in uh, the, the public. But I thought that was kind of a, an interesting quirk for at least this year. All right. Uh, you want to get in real simple, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. I want to talk a little bit about the playing game and the playoff situation right now. That's coming up next. First, though, we check in with Steve DeSager. Let's see what's trending, what's going on to Sager. Hello, gentlemen, and a reminder for the play-in tournament, as the NBA is calling it. It starts with the Eastern Conference games on Tuesday on TNT. That includes a Boston home game in the 7-8 matchup. The loser of that then will have to play Thursday on TNT with a last chance to try and get into the first round of the playoffs. In the Western Conference, it's Wednesday-Friday games on ESPN. And as far as San Antonio losing at home without Pop today against Phoenix, Phoenix. The final score was 140 to 103, just, wow. for, just for the record. Wow. Popovich had said before, in the event of his absence, the assistant coach that scouted that day's opponent would be the head coach for the day. So it was first-year assistant Mitch Johnson from Stanford filling in as head coach today, a guy who apparently was assistant on the G League team of theirs, and this is his first year as full-time assistant with the Spurs. Phoenix won 40-103 to 103 the final. Yeesh. Bob was at Tim Duncan's Hall of Fame Not ceremony. Not a very good scouting report, Instead, apparently. <laughs> yes, exactly. doesn't matter if they were missing two or three players. The Hall of Fame induction ceremonies included the class of 2020 of – Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant. The 2021 class will be announced tomorrow, and it'll reportedly include Ben Wallace and Paul Pierce. That ceremony will take place in September. Only one NBA game tonight. One at Milwaukee. Dominance from the Bucks. They beat Miami 122 to 108 for the. Oh, that Heat. was so key. Jimmy Butler was out with a bad back. The only night game. There were five day games. Lakers and Brooklyn each one. The Lakers. Got a win at Indiana, 122-115, as Anthony Davis had 28 points. LeBron James had 24. And at Brooklyn, the Nets had all three of their stars on the court. They didn't all play well, but against a Chicago team that's now eliminated, Brooklyn did come back and win. They had the three on the court. Here they are starting in, with fans, no less, and they were down 12 nothing early, but eventually won by double digits, 105-91. And at New York, those Knicks win again. Woo! Julius Randle, a triple-double. New York Knicks! <laughs> That's the same lyric over and over yes. and over in the song. As we're going to be the number four seed. You know that, don't you? I we do. Win tomorrow. If the Knicks win against the Celtics, we 1 p.m. Eastern time, they clinch the four seed in the East. Philly won last night to clinch the one seed. Knicks over time win was against Charlotte 118 to 109 by the way the Brooklyn Nets can clinch the number two seed on Sunday night regular season ends tomorrow mostly night games that includes a Portland game at night against Denver a Laker game at night at New Orleans for the Lakers to move up to the sixth seed and avoid the play-in yeah they'll have to win and Portland would have to lose tomorrow Portland's night. gonna lose tomorrow well, it's against Denver. It certainly right. could happen. Yes, exactly. they are. They're going to lose, yes. Better chance of that happening than the Lakers losing at New Orleans, quite frankly. And the Lakers, granted, they didn't play four great quarters today, but with the healthy starting lineup, there were moments they really looked like stop last it. year's team. Stop, I'm not stop, kidding. Stop. I mean, okay, they didn't have Alex Caruso, so they're really missing <laughs> a lot. But otherwise, I'm just saying there were moments where it was completely different than what we were seeing a couple of uh, weeks ago. Ron Bauer won the Preakness. The NHL playoffs started tonight with a game at Washington. Overtime, Capitals beat Boston 3-2. to two. Now, the Caps and Bruins have certainly played each other before in the postseason. Amazingly, dating back over 20 years, 
those two teams have played 10 straight one-goal games in the postseason, Amazing. including this evening. And yeah, the guy, overtime. The guy who got the win off the bench, the goalie's going to turn 40 Anderson. next week. Craig Anderson is the oldest goalie to win a playoff game since Martin Brodeur almost a decade ago, and one of the oldest goalies in NHL history to get a playoff win in relief. Wow. Yeah, the, the starter got hurt, right? And so, yeah, he comes in, and obviously the, the game winner wasn't until the OT. We'll have... You know, we had a makeup game with Vancouver again yeah. today. We still have three more regular season games on the Vancouver schedule while the American teams have it's now insane. already started yeah. the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. The Giants signed former Eagles running back Corey Clement. We have a Dodger update. Outfielder A.J. Pollock just re-injured his hamstring last night. Tonight, Corey Seager has left hit by pitch on the hand. Today, the Dodgers announced, well, they didn't announce, multiple reports, including the L.A. Times, say they will sign veteran Albert Pujols. The agreement is for the rest of this season. Currently, in the bottom of the 10th, the Reds are tied 2-2 at Colorado. Diamondbacks lead 11-4 over the Nationals' top of the ninth. The Padres are on FS1, ahead of St. Louis 10-3, bottom of the 7th. The other two games at Seattle 5-2 over Cleveland in the 7th. And 7th inning stretch at Dodger Stadium, LA 4-0 over the Miami Marlins. Trevor Bauer with 10 strikeouts, no walks. Back to you. All right, thanks a lot to Sager. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because you see Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that actually take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations do apply. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, you want to be part of the show. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Um, we do have a, a lot of tweets, as a matter of fact. Um... Let's start with Jason at the top. Serious question for Stinkin' Genius and Torres. Is Tim Duncan the last four college players to make the Hall of Fame? I pretty yes. much think it happens. Yes. I've, I actually, when I, so he's saying four-year college player, as in like four years in college, superstar, comes back to college, even when he could go pro. The answer is yes. As a matter of fact, it's really interesting. When he retired, I was working at FoxSports.com, and I actually wrote a column that basically said that, like, he's the last dude that could have gone pro after his sophomore year, junior year, came back. As he said in his speech today, he promised his mommy to get a degree. So, uh, yes, it's a great question by Jason, and I think so. Yes, he will be. You know, he gets a lot of criticism. We we make fun of the Spurs because we're like, uh, you know, they're not uh, flashy. They're not flamboyant. Um, you know, they win, but they win quietly. You don't hear much about Tim Duncan. You know, Tim Duncan one time got a technical foul by not saying anything and just making a face. Yep. Um, you know, we didn't get a lot out of Tim Duncan. He used to get criticism, and Spurs would get criticized for that. Well, it's actually interesting you say it like that because it was really funny when I was watching the presentation. I was surprised that Kevin Garnett's speech was before Tim Duncan. And I think when you just think back to that era – you think that KG was the better player because right. he was so flamboyant. He was outspoken, yell, scream, this, that. He had a real personality. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. Tim Duncan won five NBA titles, three finals MVPs, two MVPs, and was a 15-time All-Star. Uh, yeah, Tim Duncan was much better than Kevin Garnett. And so mm. I only bring it up because even during the Hall of Fame ceremony, I think we forget, like, oh, my God, five – Five NBA titles for this guy. As David <laughs> Robinson said, basically year two, he was the best player on a championship team. It was incredible just how good this guy was. Roberta says, yes, Vanessa was incredible. 
Uh, shame on the NBA for not promoting the Hall of Fame broadcast. And what about Kevin, uh, Kevin uh, KJ coming back and the Nets? What the heck was the NBA thinking? Silver should have known better. Um, yes, I totally agree with Roberta. Uh, Vanessa was incredible. And, yeah, the NBA didn't do a good job promoting this. Like I said, I didn't know it was in the Mohegan Sun. You didn't know. We do the show every week. I, I hadn't read anything about it being there. And only 200 tickets for sale. My buddy here in Vermont could just pick up the phone and, and get tickets. I, it's amazing, you know? I really Jeez. didn't realize that it was this weekend, and we do this for a living, until I saw the Michael Jordan interview where he said, at first it, I saw the headline of, uh, you know, Michael Jordan recalls the last text message he ever got from Kobe Bryant or something, blah, 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 blah. And so I obviously clicked the article. I was curious to see what it was. And then it's it said, uh, as he gets ready to, to help uh, Kobe Bryant be inducted into the Hall of Fame this weekend, Michael Jordan reflects on X, Y, and Z. And I said, that's this weekend? Really? And then... Yeah. I will say when you know Thursday, Friday, maybe there was a little bit more buzz, but it, it was very surprising to me. It, it didn't feel like it got the hype and excitement that it deserved, especially given the players that were in it. You know, Aaron, part of me wanted to hear Michael talk. He was on stage twice, but then again, it really wasn't about him, was it? Um, you know, it was it was about Kobe. It was every, about everybody else getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. So I kind of understand why he didn't say anything, didn't want to take the spotlight away from everybody else. Is, is that fair, or you still think we should have been able to hear from him? I think everybody I, – I always thought, Arnie, am I crazy? I always thought that whoever was kind of uh, helping them be inducted gave a speech kind of presenting In them. In football they do that, right? I guess, yes, you're right, yeah. in football. In football, they absolutely do, and so maybe that's right. where I'm getting it mixed up. But I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, and this is – I hope everyone understands this is no disrespect to Vanessa, but obviously she did an incredible job memorializing her husband. But, you know, Michael Jordan would obviously have been able to give a different perspective. Greg Popovich would have been able to give a different perspective on Tim Duncan if that's who he had chosen. Or I guess David Robinson would have been the guy there. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I I was a little bit disappointed, to be honest, that we didn't hear from them. And again, that's not to take away from the speech Vanessa gave, Tim Duncan gave, Kevin Garnett, Kim Mulkey, anything like that. No, and again, I enjoy it. I usually don't go out of my way, but there was really i had very little sports viewing today like i said none of the nba games were on i don't know how you could have the knicks game not on the lakers game not on the nets game not on yeah the wnba i i understand you're trying to push the opening weekend of the wnba but you don't you know do that they did a bad job planning this out all right why couldn't he some of these games been at night after the Hall of Fame. Didn't the Hall of Fame end at 8 o'clock Eastern? Okay, so you start a few games at 7.30 Eastern. It overlaps a little bit. You could have done something like that, Aaron, you know? It's a great point. It's a great point. Listen, it, it goes to what we said to lead the show. I think it's a colossal failure by the NBA. And listen, he, everyone knows how I feel about Adam Silver. I don't think he's a good leader. I think he uh, kowtows too much to public opinion. I, I don't think he has a backbone, frankly. But among the many things... <laughs> I mean, you're supposed to be getting us hyped up for the playoffs. And on top of that, we now have these play-in games, and every other sport does a great job of getting you excited and ready for the postseason. Like I said, college basketball, you don't know who the superstars are, who's playing for Kentucky, who's playing for Duke, who's playing for Arizona, whatever. You can watch every single team every single night in that final week of the season in championship week. The NFL, they flex games in and out to get the best games on TV in the moments that matter the most. And so for me, to the Saturday before the regular season ends with now more excitement about these end-of-season games because of the playing games, I was very surprised and frankly a little bit disappointed. 
You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. We'll come back. We'll get into the playoff situation and the playing games. That's next, I promise, right here on Fox Sports our Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spann. You're moving along on this Saturday night. If you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Authentic Allen says, have to agree with you guys. I'm also disappointed in the NBA and the lack of games on a Saturday headed into the NBA playoffs. Lord knows the last thing the media wants to talk about is the Preakness, PGA, Major League Baseball, or the NHL. I guess the NBA uh, is popular enough. NHL, there was only one playoff game, and there was a regular season game. Other than the uh, Capitals and the Bruins, there was another regular season game, but the playoffs are not in full-fledged uh, swing yet. You, you know? got it. We so we filled in for Jason and Mike last night. You have to explain what is going on in the NHL because it is absurd. The, I've never heard of anything like this. The um, the Canadian division, which had some problems, had to be shut down for I think it was close to two weeks. Still have not finished off their games, and even though the other divisions are starting their playoffs, like the Capitals and the um, and the Bruins started their playoff series today. They're still going to finish out the regular season games. Matter of fact, um, the last regular season game for Calgary is Wednesday, May 19th. That is when game three (laughs) of the Capitals-Bruins game Uh, going on. So for people who don't know, you should have referenced this as well, is that there are basically is a Canadian division and yes. an American division this year because of travel restrictions into and out of Canada. And so there's two different divisions. But the idea, I mean, imagine if we just were like, oh, yeah, you know, the AFC, they're going to start their playoffs this week. But the yes. NFC, well, well, they're going to start next next Friday night. So and we're talking about game three. I, I mean, a, a game three already is like a, that's like six days, seven days ahead of everybody else. I, I just I'm I'm just perplexed why you're even bothering to get these games in and how much further some of the other series are going to be um, over the Canadian series. So I I just I'm I'm just you know scratching my head about this whole thing. But over to the NBA because I am excited about these playing games. Me Everybody's kind of you know LeBron whoever came in with the playing game should be fired. Uh, I don't think the Lakers are going to have to worry about that because I think the Lakers when Portland loses to Denver, which means the Lakers get the number six seed. And um, they will either play Denver or the Clippers because they're dead tied right now. I think Denver is the tiebreaker, and that means Portland would uh, jump down to the playing game. But I, uh, I'm, I'm all into it. I'm excited about it. I was excited about it to see the Lakers at Golden State if that was the playing game. Torres, I believe I've I said it last night when we, or excuse me, last week when we were on. I really enjoyed the playing game with Memphis and Portland last year more than I thought it would, and so I'm in favor of it. Um, the, the it's a little bit confusing on how exactly it's set up, but essentially uh, the Lakers and the the Warriors. It feels like right now, as you just said, or it not doesn't feel like they are in line to play in in that uh, early in that they're in line to play in the play in. I really like the idea of these single elimination games. I know that in some cases it isn't technically single elimination. I think it's a lot of fun. And by the way, it speaks to what we just talked about throughout the first hour of the show. Why are you not getting more regular season games on to hype up these play-in games, which then, of course, 
hype up the playoffs themselves. Well, today was a big day. Tomorrow's a big day. The Knicks, Atlanta, Miami, all separated by one game. The Knicks could be a four seed, a five seed, or a six seed. Uh, certainly makes a big difference when the playoffs start. Charlotte and Washington are in a, a dead tide uh, for the eight nine seed right now. The Lakers and Portland are tied for the six seven. So one uh, will not have to be in the playing game there. And the Warriors and the Grizz are tied uh, at thirty eight and thirty three. So there's a lot of big meaningful games tomorrow. And there was some today that we didn't get to see. You know, I know. Just I, I know we only got a minute here, but just in general. How much do you like this these playing games? Because it's allowing these teams that wouldn't get in. Like, I'm excited to watch Washington with Russell Westbrook. Well, A would have gotten in. It only would have been two teams not getting in, you know? What did I say? You said you, normally they wouldn't get in. Well, but, I mean, Washington yeah. wouldn't have been in in the West or in the East, excuse me. Uh, obviously, the Lakers and the Warriors would, would have been in, but now they have a tougher path to just get into the, I guess you call it normal bracket itself. I... I I just really enjoy it. I don't know where you stand on it, but I think it's been pretty cool that all of these teams are now playing for something down the stretch. No, I like it. And by the way, Charlotte, Washington, and the Pacers all tied uh, for 8, 9, and 10. So if it was the regular playoffs, only one of those three teams would have gotten in, and the rest of it would have been uh, SOL. So, you know, obviously they'll get in, and we'll just see what the uh, the format is, or not the format, but the seeding's going to be. And my New York Knicks fighting it out for the number four seed. I'm already pumped for them to play Boston tomorrow. They win then. They'll get home court advantage probably against the Atlanta Hawks. How exciting is that? I want to go down and go see the the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Go down go. there and take a day off. How about that? Why don't you go, buddy? It's only about a four and a half hour drive for me to get there. Then you should go. You're allowed to like do something fun besides host radio seven days a week, 365 days a year, man. I get to leave Vermont. I actually get to do that. I mean, that's what normal people would do, but you know, not, maybe I'll take a flight you. down there instead of driving, yeah. driving the four and a half hours. Why don't you just get your buddy that goes to Mohegan Sun all the time to drive you down? No DJB, uh, <laughs> no breaks, JB. Get him to get you down there, and you go watch the Knicks. Oh, I love it. My intern uh, was down there. And his brakes went out, and they charged him $2,000. But that's a whole other story. Oh, uh, probably broke. You should help him out. Hour one in the books. We come back. I want to get in the pool holds a little bit. We'll touch on that. Uh, that's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. That is us. Good evening, everybody. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You want to be part of the show real simple. Aaron underscore Torres. I've been stinking genius one. I should tell you that Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because, you see, Discover is accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations do apply. I when I want to read something yeah. from Daryl Griffin. Great listener, checks in all the time. And I think it's kind of interesting. Torres, would it really matter? I thought you were talking about the guy of the Utah Jazz. Well, it could be. I don't I mean <laughs> I can't say it's not. Uh he said, Would it really matter if they put more regular season games on when these guys don't play? I have been all fired up several times for key NBA matchups only to find out two or five or ten hours, two or five or a bunch of stars are not playing. Right. It's a complete right. joke. The NBA is a joke right now. Yeah, but th- that wasn't the case today. Actually, it's yep. the reverse. LeBron and Anthony Davis were were coming back. The big three were playing for the Nets. They're, I mean, nobody really serious injury, not good for the, for the New York Knicks. And that was a big game also, I uh, you know, so... You had to have one of those on. I'm sorry. I, I know you have obligations to promote the WNBA, and I'm not against it. I, I just feel you kind of left us hanging today. I, but, you know, I put it out on Twitter, Aaron, and I'll be honest. I thought a lot of people were going to go, hey, you're right. What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. It didn't get uh, that much negativity. People were not screaming about it, you know? Interesting. All I would say is I, I do agree with Daryl in general that it is frustrating, and it's why I – you know, I hate to say it, I don't really make it appointment viewing to watch the NBA games because I never know who's going to be playing and when. But like you said, it is the final week of the regular season. They're why does all- that make a difference, by the way? Why does what make a difference? Why should that make a difference if you're going to watch a game or not? Why do you say you're um, not going to watch Green Bay play um, if they're 7-3 and three and playing for the division if Aaron Rodgers isn't playing in the game? Is that what you're telling me? Well, I don't think in week two I would watch them play on a – like, like I'm not going to go out of my way. And here's the other thing. First of all, we all know half these guys aren't even injured. They're just not playing because, you right. know, whatever. But I will say, I mean, I do think it affects your viewing habits in week three, and I think that's what Daryl is referencing is throughout the regular season. Um, and so that is kind of the point that I was trying to get to is that 
uh, you know, it, yeah, you'll you'll put on a Packers 49ers game, but if Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers were just choosing not to play, it wouldn't make a difference. You're watching the game because I don't think I, I think yeah. you're passively watching the game. I don't think you're like like what I would also say is if it's one of those those windows where there's a bunch of games on, you're right. not watching that game. And so I think it's a fair thing. I think it's a bigger issue for the NBA in general. I don't necessarily think it applies, though, to today because, as you said, Anthony Davis and LeBron were back. The big three in Brooklyn were back. And I, I thought it was a big whiff by the NBA not having those games on. Well, I mean, in your defense, I will say this. What happens if Tom Brady wasn't playing at the game when they were going back to New England? Um, all those people that brought tickets for thousands and thousands upon dollars there all of a sudden are not going to get their money's worth and there'll be a lot less interest in that game as if Tom Brady's playing. No doubt about that, Torres. Well, it was funny because we talked about that last night is that um, you were talking about, well, you know, the tickets are going for this price now. Imagine what they'll be like the week of the game. I said, you just better hope nothing happens to Tom Brady and that he's actually playing in the game. Yeah, well, his arms have to be ripped from him, um, off his body for him him not to go and play that game. I think, matter of fact, what did they say? The cheapest ticket now is like $1,500 to $2,000. I'll just give you you something conservative. The worst ticket in the house by the time the game starts, probably about twenty five hundred, maybe upper upward more than that. And the highest ticket now is like twelve to fifteen thousand. I bet you they'll be going for about twenty five to thirty thousand by the time the game starts. That's incredible for just a regular season game. We're not even talking AFC NFC championship or or Super Bowl. Those are almost near Super Bowl numbers for crying out loud, Aaron. What are the most expensive tickets right now? Uh twelve thousand. Actually, there was a couple fifteen, but twelve thousand. I think for the most part, twelve to thirteen thousand. I will say thirty thousand dollars for a regular season game feels like an awful lot of money. It'll probably get up there, won't it? I mean, but this is something special. It's Tom Brady coming back um, against the Patriots. Look, I understand if you're a Patriot fan, you want to see Tom Brady. I don't know if I want to spend that type of money. You take a, a family of four, that's one hundred twenty thousand dollars. That's a, that's some college tuition there. We're talking about Aaron. Jeez. That's why I don't think it'll get that high. But the point you're making yeah. is still that it's going to be an insane price. I mean, that's not it's not worth it to me, but if you have $120,000 to spend on 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 a game on on tickets for one game, then it's probably not as much of a I, priority. I got to tell you when Beth and I first got, well, first got when we got married, um right before we got married, Beth had put her name when we were living in Phoenix in the All-Star Game lottery for the NBA. Okay. And she won. And so she was able to purchase two tickets to the game and two tickets to the dunk contest. Mm -hmm. And she says to me, should we go to the game and the dunk contest or should we sell the tickets and go just watch it at a bar and and enjoy and have money to start our life? And I go, how much can we get for everything? She goes, oh, close to about $10,000. Wow. That's what I said. Yes, probably in that voice, too. I said, I said, guess what? We're going to dinner tonight because we're not going to the game. I go, are you kidding me? Ted Dow? I go, you got to be insane. We're not going to the game. I'm going to sell that by myself on TV, go to dinner and watch it on TV. I don't care about the NBA All-Star game that bad. Um, If you're going to offer me that type of money, geez. And now, now come full circle. You couldn't even cook her a pizza today yeah, when she was even. on her deathbed after she got her shot. What's wrong with you? Ah, well, you know, I tried. I left the cardboard bottom in there. What, what, do, you, what do you want me to do? What, what, what I want I you to go out that? and get her dinner. She's probably withering away right now. What's she's wrong got with a, you? She's got a telephone. It's not that tough to order order whatever she wants She's to order. weak. She can't even dial the numbers. <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's tough to order food around. You know, we were going to go to one of the local restaurants up here, uh, right across the street from our house, and when... Um, 
uh, they wouldn't answer the phone, so we drove up there. It was closed because they didn't have enough workers. Is it because people have COVID or they're refusing no, to no, show up to work? No, no, because because they're just not going back to work. Yep, they have to, we have to shut down restaurants here because we don't have enough workers, and we have you know we don't have a lot of people up here for crying out loud. Well, not to get into the political side of yeah. stuff, but I, I saw Montana this week basically was like, yeah, that extra unemployment, and there's a few states now yes, that are basically a lot like of states, yeah. that extra unemployment. Uh, yeah, you're not getting that. Anymore, yeah, that's so. going away. All right, uh, you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been thinking genius one. By the way, Albert Pujols signs with the Dodgers. Um, I, I didn't think he was going to go to a National League team because you're, you want to use him to DH and play first base. I think it's a great signing. I thought the Yankees were going to get him. I thought maybe the Red Sox um, could have rotated him at first base and DH. You used an extra bat there and have been a, a good clubhouse presence, but good for the Dodgers. I think it's a great signing. Obviously, he's not the Albert Pouls of all, that he's not even the Albert Pouls. That's great. But it still brings you a little bit of extra added punch. And who knows? You don't have to be the Albert Pouls for a whole year or two. He just has to be Albert Pouls for like 100 games. So let's see what happens. Or, you know, let's see what happens when you get to the playoffs. But I think it's a great uh, add to the team. So Doug Gottlieb on his show does something called Big Deal, Little Deal, or No Deal. Right. And it's basically gives you a headline like this. Is this a big deal, little deal, or no deal? Because it sounds great. Oh, another former MVP. But they're basically using him as a bat off the bench. Right. And so it feels like something that sounds cooler than it actually matters. Meaning what? Because he doesn't have the production. It's or like it's- when uh, the pay, uh, the the Bucks sign like Leonard Fournette or something. I know Leonard Fournette relative to Albert Pujols is a different deal, but you it sounds great. Oh, former top five pick, and then you're like, yeah, he or maybe Gronk. Like it's a, Gronk's a good example. They sign Gronk. Oh, it's uh, all time great tight end, and then you're like, yeah, but he's thirty whatever years old, and he's not the same guy that he was. And so to me, it just it sounds like a cool headline that isn't gonna like like. I don't think we're going to be sitting here on a Saturday in October talking about, uh, you know, Pujols went four for five with three home runs, and he's the reason the Dodgers are going back to the World Series. Well, Aaron, maybe, maybe it's not a big deal if it was the Dodgers that had, what, the start of a 13-3 and record, but we're talking about the third-place Dodgers that are 21-17 and 17 right now. Um, then it's a big deal. When you're in third place and you've underperformed this year and you need a shot in the arm, and now you were able to add Albert Pujols, then I'd say it's a pretty big deal. If you but were if dominating that division. But if he's giving yeah. you three at-bats a week, is, is it still a big deal? I mean, is he really giving you a shot in the arm if he's getting three at-bats well, a week? That's that's why I couldn't understand why I went to the Dodgers or a National League team. There would have been probably a good three to four American League teams. The Yankees seem like they have injuries by the minute. Um, there's certainly a place you could have plugged him in somewhere in the lineup. The Red Sox had Bobby Dabak at first base. He had a couple home runs last game, but otherwise he was struggling at the plate. Plus, you could have used him as a DH um, if you were going to go ahead and move Martinez to the outfield. There was a couple of teams. I know the White Sox said, eh, not really. We'll take a pass on that. But I think somebody would have taken a, a fire on him as we got you know closer to halfway through the uh uh, through the season, so I, I don't know why he went ahead, but of course he gets to stay right there in L.A., and he doesn't have to move anything, so it was a win-win situation for him. You know? I must say, you know a lot about regular season baseball. You just Too ripped much, off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm that... not even the, no, I'm not even the baseball aficionado, but Plank is. Plank loves regular season baseball, you know? Wow, yeah. I, I, I'll say this, is that I, I think it's a cool headline. I don't think it means as much as the average fan would think that it means, and I, listen, I don't disagree you're in third place. You can use a shot in the arm. You're not playing as well as you were expecting to. But 
the name Albert Pujols is probably bigger than what the actual production is going to be this year. And it gives us something to talk about. Sure. No, 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 no. I don't mean about him going to the Dodgers. I mean, when the Dodgers play the Cardinals in the playoffs and Pujols hits a home run and the Cardinal fans start cheering for him, <laughs> I, I can start I can start ripping them and go, what are you doing? And then you can start backing them up. What a great thing it is to do that, you know? I didn't defend them. I know. I, <laughs> what do you, like, you can't just bring up a, something that we talked about and then just make up what I said. I was on your side on that one, Spanier. Yes. I'm not some millennial that's just a, we cheer everybody and give everyone a, a, a trophy and orange slices. No. I didn't like that they cheered Albert Pujols after he hit a home run in their stadium. I want to get to this real quick also. Um, and it's probably not a big thing to a lot of people out there. Jawan James of the Denver Broncos, considering filing a grievance against the NFL Players Association for lost wages, he tore his ACL away from the team facility. So obviously the Broncos looks like they're going to release him. They said it was a non-football injury. Then the players, uh, they went ahead, the NFL – uh, uh, put a memo out that said, this is what happens. Clubs are encouraged to remind players of a significant injury related protection provided if they choose to work out at the club facility. If they don't, they risk and undertake the choosing the train at a non NFL location, meaning they could have their contract just null and void. The NFL PA was hissed off, responded a couple of days later saying it was gutless to use a player's serious injury as a scare tactic uh, to get to uh, get to some of these running backs to get to the workout. I'm not sure what they want, Torres, because you want your guys coming in in shape and they're going to have to work, um, work out outside from the facility. So I'm not sure if teams are saying don't bother working out until you come in or, or what, but um, I'm getting a boatload of attorneys and suing for that $10 million. I, I promise you that. Oh, absolutely, and obviously with the players' union, they're going to have Jawan James's back, um, and it's oh, just definitely yes. yeah, and and so obviously it's a interesting precedent set, uh, you know that that's going on in the league right now with so many guys working out away from the facility. This guy gets hurt, you know, the contract's void. So I would just say in general, it's going to be kind of an interesting story slash. Um, Bigger narrative, not just about Juwan James, but in general, just something interesting to follow this offseason. Yeah, but the Broncos are wrong, aren't they? They should want him to come into shape. I understand um, a lot of people don't come to these off-training camps or these voluntary training camps, and that's why they're trying to give the scare tactics. I think I think they're totally wrong on this part, and and I, I believe with the NFLPA, I think it's gutless to go ahead and use it as a scare tactic to some of the other younger players out there. Well, that part I agree with is that, you know, I don't want to say you're making light of an injury, but you're, you know, this guy, this is this guy's career that you're talking about. And to try to use him as some example, and it's not as though it was something off the field. It's not as though you're using him as an example because he did something wrong. He broke a law. He whatever. Uh, he was working out, as you said, trying to prepare for the season ahead. So I, I'm with you and I'm with the, the the Players Association in the frustration at the reaction of the NFL based on what they did and all the stuff that they've said since this happened. You want to get in real simple, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. When we get back, we'll talk to Eric Pincus, capologist, writer, instructor at Bleacher Report, Sports Biz Class, B Ball Insiders, NBA TV. What doesn't he do? We got a lot of NBA to talk to him about. We got a lot of Lakers to ask him about. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We got some NBA to get to, so let's get to our guest. Joining us now, you can check him out at the Bleacher Report, B-Ballers Insiders, NBA TVs all over the place. It's Eric Pincus. How you doing, Eric? Uh, not bad. Looking forward to uh, this playing tournament. Yeah, but and we'll get to that in a second. I'm looking forward to it also. But the Lakers today get a victory over Indiana. Uh, AD, LeBron James combined 20 of 40. So they're 50%. They had 52 points. Everybody said, look at the Lakers. Look how great they looked at a certain time. They're back. They're back. They're back after one game. You feeling confident or you still got uh, questions about this team? Well, you know, Arnie, I'm, I'm, my car needs a wash. I'm just saying, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, that was. A I got long a memory. I I got a memory. You know, I remember those good old days. Wait, I don't. I don't. Go ahead. 
Well, Lay it out. I don't know I, what to say. I, I said that uh, when I was first working in L.A., that if the Lakers won the championship, I would wash everybody's car in Los Angeles, and okay. the Lakers won the championship, and wow. I had to wash everybody's car in L.A. But, You're you know. a dirty I'm pathological guy. I need to cash that in. I mean, I, 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 one of these things I'm going to roll up and I, I, you know, I got two cars, my wife's car and my car. And, uh, you know, we, we want both of us. Anyway, I, like I've said to Laker fans, mostly uh, who are you know hitting me up, panicking throughout the season, uh, you know, saying we don't have it this year, all, all the kind of stuff the fans, you know, it's really easy to get kind of caught up in, in the emotions of the moment. But like this is, were last year on paper and if they're healthy then they're they're going to be a real force question is is of course is you know are they healthy and and that's still a a bit of a variable uh i I, looking at them today they looked healthy uh they haven't had their team together for any real time like they legit don't they still haven't they didn't have caruso today uh it's is that it, it, does that really matter? I don't know, but I'm like we've never actually seen them at full strength. But you know that's that's kind of the nature of of the game. We're gonna unfortunately always have some teams that are just not at full strength. We're never gonna see the Nuggets at full strength in this playoff uh, with Jamal Murray hurt. But the the Lakers are really really good. They're really talented. Uh, even when they were losing games, they were still one of the best, if not the best, defensive team in the league. Even if they had the worst offense. And if you're bringing back LeBron James. And AD, I think your offense is going to be just about okay. Eric, um, just a kind of a two-part question just about the playing tournament in general. Uh, obviously, we saw LeBron's quotes the other day. He's not very happy about the possibility that they'll be playing in it. But from the league's perspective, how – is there excitement from kind of like the, the the people in New York? Because I look at it, Arnie and I were just talking about it. I believe it's been awesome. It's making there's more teams that are have something to play for late in the season. We're getting a team like the Wizards with Westbrook and Bradley Beal, even if it's only for a game or two, into a playoff format. What is the overall reaction to how this you know four team plan is working, and what are the plans in the future in terms of something like this going forward? Well, I think the reaction is diverse, and I think there are are probably good points across the board. It's not a, a full on oh this is perfect, and it's also been really good. So, uh, you know, Mark Cuban came out uh, and, and sort of expressed that he didn't like it, and he gave a really good reason in that okay, fine, maybe this isn't a good idea, but maybe this year we probably shouldn't have done it because uh, we're putting more pressure on teams to keep playing and you have more teams playing, which is the idea, but because of the compressed schedule, uh, we're, uh, we're looking at more injuries. We're looking at how, you know, how hard it is for teams to function under really extreme circumstances. And, and like, this isn't life or death in the NBA. We, you know, this is a basketball game uh, and there are people in the world who have much more serious problems, but within our world of basketball, I, I get what he's saying and he's not wrong. And LeBron in the past has had called it corny. He, he's not really into gimmicks. He's more of a traditionalist. Uh, and then when he was asked at some point about uh, how what it would have meant, what it mean, what it would mean for Damian Lillard uh, when the Blazers were on the wrong side of of the line right now, the Lakers on the wrong side, and LeBron was kind of supportive of the idea that someone like Dame could get in even if his team isn't top eight. Uh, so LeBron is kind of contradictory on it. He's all over the place, basically, on it, and I think that's realistic. It's like I didn't love the wild card in baseball when it happened. I came up 
watching baseball and, and like if your team played 160, whatever, two games and, and you didn't make it, how are you going to go by one game to make that decision? That seems ridiculous. And then yeah. it kind of took off. And, and now you look forward to it, even though I, you know, for me as a traditionalist, I don't necessarily love it, but I, I, I kind of have adapted to it and, and, and appreciate it. And I'm open-minded enough on the playing tournament under the same logic. Like it's reducing tanking. Uh, instead of having you know, usually eight teams that make the playoffs and maybe two bubble in each conference, now you have really ten teams that are uh, in in the in the play-in tournament, and then you have two bubbles, so you could have like twelve teams out of fifteen per conference. So you maybe only have six teams tanking, uh, and that that's kind of what we saw this year. I mean, it, towards the end it, it grew, but. Uh, from the NBA's front, you know, the front office point of view, they've got a, a spectacle, something for people to watch and draw interest and ratings. And then they've also reduced uh, tanking. So it, I think it's a win. I don't want to say I love it. I'm still a little bit all over the place on it, but I get it. And I'm not going to stick so hard to tradition that I won't allow for new ideas. Eric, one thing I'm going to be keeping my eye on for tomorrow, which is going to be interesting. Why do I get the feeling the Clippers want to be the number four seed so they don't have to play the Lakers in the first round? Who could possibly jump up to number six? If the Clippers finish in third, that would be the first round matchup. Now they're tied with Denver. So if Denver loses, the Clippers don't want to win. The only problem, the Clippers play Oklahoma City. If they throw that game against Oklahoma City, then we know they don't want to play the Lakers in the first round. They could have me on the team and beat OKC. What's going on with the Clippers? Do you think they really want to go ahead and duck the Lakers in the first round? Let me get this straight. Didn't they just lose to the Rockets? Am <laughs> yes, I right? Yes, yes. You're right. You're right. You're 100% I mean, right. The, the Rockets are looking up at Oklahoma City going like, man, they're a good team. <laughs> the Rockets, <laughs> Rockets didn't even get to 18 wins. So uh, I think the Clippers sat just about everybody. Um, they played Ibaka, I think, because he was just getting back from injury. They played Rondo. But all of their main guys, they didn't play. Uh, you can argue, by the way, that if you're going to play the Lakers, get it over with because they haven't had a lot of time together. And once that Laker uh, train gets rolling, it's going to be really hard to, to slow it down. Maybe you want them early, but I think by and large teams are just doing what they can to avoid them. Look, the, I think the, the, the Clippers would ultimately like to play the Lakers. I just don't think anyone wants to face that early on because yeah. uh, you know, the Clippers also have their injury issues as well. Um, Paul George has been playing through a toe thing. Kawhi's got a couple of things that have been keeping him down. Uh, you know, they just got Ibaka back. There's a there's a lot, and every team's going through it. You know, we just we talked at first about the Lakers and their injury stuff, and I mentioned Denver, but you just team by team, almost everybody's hurt, and maybe a little bit more so than usual because this season was was so compact. Uh, there were more games played over a period of time than usual. You had more like maybe if it was two and a half, three in years past per week. Now it's as close to like four, sometimes even five a week. So really, uh, you know, just the nature of, of the world we live in. Uh, I, I think everybody wants to avoid them. To me, the fascinating game is Denver because they control everything. Uh, if they uh, beat the Blazers, then Denver's three and the Lakers are six. And if they lose, then Denver is basically, if, if the Blazers, if the Blazers lose, right. right, they, they go down. If the Blazers win, the Lakers stay at seven. And if right. the Lakers are seven, and if the Nuggets stay at two, sorry, at three or four, they avoid them as well. So 
I, I personally predict, and I don't know if Jokic will do this, but I, I wrote about a week or so ago that I see the Nuggets sitting Jokic in that final game because why would they want to play the Lakers? They've had a great year considering, you know, they may have the MVP of the league in Jokic this year. I, I think he's maybe the front runner just based on how the, the year went with injuries. And, and once his, once uh, Murray went down, the team didn't miss a beat. But I don't think they want to play the Lakers. I think they want to get to the second round, third round, whatever. And if you're going to lose the Lakers, lose down the road. Don't lose in the first round. Same same question with the, the Clippers and just about everybody. I mean, avoid the Lakers because they're not a typical 6-7-8 seed. Uh, Eric, last question for me. Obviously, everyone who follows your work knows how familiar you are with the Lakers. If they didn't know that you've obviously done a great job kind of talking about the Lakers right now, just quick reaction. Obviously, it was an emotional day watching Vanessa Bryant honor her uh, late husband, Kobe Bryant, Hall of Fame ceremony. I know you wrote a little bit about Tim Duncan, but just thoughts in general on the uh, Hall of Fame. Well, it's still a lot. Um, to take in. I, I, I covered Kobe in person, so I uh, spent a lot of time with him. There, there were certainly people who knew him better than I did, but I, I knew him better than some, and, and it's still uh, a lot to deal with. I, I have so much respect for Vanessa in her ability to communicate with boys and, and um, really share her feelings uh, in such a way that it's really it's it's just uplifting, but it's also heartbreaking. It, it's just a, a a lot to deal with, and and seeing his daughters, I you know I have three daughters. Mm. Uh, Kobe and I have uh, have always had a lot in common, and and we had a lot that we would uh, discuss uh, in in the in the girl dad business, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. And I know that Kobe enjoyed it, and I have great respect for what he did. Losing one of his daughters is is too much for me to bear. So. Uh, I, I, I just, like I said, I have so much respect for, for Vanessa, but, um, you know, we, we all lose people. Um, and so if anything, she's a real, um, I don't know, maybe an inspiration in in how to carry on despite, you know, unimaginable uh, loss. He's Eric Pincus. Check him out at the Bleacher Report, Beat Ballers, Insiders, NBA TV. He's all over the place. Eric, we appreciate you stopping by my friend, hanging out with us on a Saturday night. We'll do it again. All right, hey, just tell me where to bring my cars. We'll talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, man. Take care. Eric Pinkus, everybody, uh, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. We'll come back. We'll talk about some of the stuff you mentioned. We'll get to the Lakers also. First, we check back in with the Sager, see what's trending, what's going on out there at the Sager. Chris Weber is going to the Hall of Fame. Mark Spears, the undefeated, reporting late tonight that the 2021 class, when it's announced tomorrow, it will include the name Chris Weber no, as well. No, wait a minute. Timeout. As Ben Wallace. You like that joke? Time out. Time out. That's Very good. That's, That's me. Yes, exactly. Come on. Work. I'm using my best stuff. You're, I'm wasting it on you. Time out. I did there not realize no that Chris Weber, once he got to the NBA, he wound up with five different teams. First wow. year with Golden State. Sacramento. Final few games with Golden State. Sacramento and Washington as well. Philadelphia. And one season late in his career with Detroit, Detroit of course. Yeah. He's from wow. Michigan. You mentioned the timeout. Chris Weber, 21 points, 10 rebounds per game for his long pro career. Paul Pierce reportedly getting into the Hall of Fame tomorrow as well. That class's ceremony will take place in September. Tonight, the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies for the class of 2020, because they didn't happen last year due to the pandemic. That class includes Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett. That's all. Mm. In the NBA, wow. the late game, Milwaukee beat Miami 122-106. to So the Bucks 46-25, and but Brooklyn won today, 105-91 against Chicago. The Nets had all three of their stars on the court 
court for the first time in three months. The Nets can clinch the number two seed Sunday night. The Knicks won in overtime against Charlotte, 118-109. In the East, the Knicks can clinch the number four seed tomorrow with a win against the Celtics. Yes, they can. 1 p.m. Eastern time. Boston did win at Minnesota. Phoenix won easily at San Antonio. Greg Popovich, the Spurs' longtime coach, was not there at the loss. He was at Duncan's Hall of Fame ceremony instead. The Lakers had LeBron James on the court. He'd missed the last six games. 24 points for him, 28 for Anthony Davis, and a win at Indiana, 122-115. to Rombauer won the Preakness. Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit finished third at 2-1 to odds. Rombauer took the lead down the stretch and paid 25-60 to win at 11-1 wow. odds. Midnight Bourbon finished second at 3-1. to The NHL playoffs started tonight. Washington in overtime beat Boston 3-2. to Sam Burns leads the Byron Nelson Classic by one stroke, but rain is likely there just north of Dallas tomorrow, about an 80% chance of thunderstorms. NASCAR will be on FS1 again the next two Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow from Dover, Delaware. And in Major League Baseball, everything's a final now that Cincinnati has won in 12 innings at Colorado, 6-5. to Each team had scored two in the 11th. Cincinnati got two in the top of the 12th. Colorado, a mere one in the bottom of the 12th. So another Rockies loss. They're 15 and 25 on the season. Arizona's Eduardo Escobar with two homers, seven RBIs in a victory over Washington, 11 to four. San Diego on FS1 beat St. Louis 13 to three. Infielder Matt Carpenter pitched the eighth inning for the <laughs> for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I think he struck out batting in the ninth as well. So a great Jeez. night all around. Seattle beat Cleveland seven to three. Mitch Haniger of the Ebbs with his 12th. 12th home run that leads the American League and a Dodger stadium. Trevor Bauer with seven scoreless innings, just two hits allowed, 10 strikeouts. The Dodgers shut out Miami 7-0. The bad news, Corey Seager left the game hit by a pitch on the hand. Mm. Last night, outfielder A.J. Pollock re-injured his hamstring. Today, it's multiple, and not just the L.A. Times, multiple sources saying the Dodgers will sign veteran Albert Pujols and the agreement is for the rest of this season. And by the way, we do have UFC taking place tonight at UFC 262, large crowd in Houston. The main event is Chandler versus Oliveira. You see, Khabib is retired, of course, so there's a vacant lightweight division title. It's Michael Chandler, 22-5 and five from Bellator, going up against Charles Oliveira, 30-8. and eight. Back to you. All right, thanks a lot to Sager. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. Uh, yeah, Torres, when I uh, started doing afternoons in Los Angeles on the station we're on now, AM 570, um, I used to drive the Laker fans absolutely crazy. Sounds about um, right. Well, and and when we first got there, the Lakers had not won in a long, long time. So I said, if the Lakers win the championship, I will wash everybody's car uh, in Los Angeles. And... You know, this was at the beginning of the season. I'd play car wash like every day. <laughs> I, I would I would just torment uh, the Laker fans. And that was the year they were playing Portland. I believe it was game seven uh, in Los Angeles. And Portland was up by 16 points to start the fourth. And the Lakers had a crazy rally, and they won the game. Um, went on to win the championship. Portland was never the same after that. But... Um, I had to wash everybody's car uh, on Ventura Boulevard, oh, wow. and we had a line like five miles long. Uh, the police came, helicopters were flying overhead, and the funny part about the whole thing, all I had to do was vacuum the car, and we put it through the car wash, 
and I had Ben Maller doing that part for me. See, so. yeah, the, 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 <laughs> see that I, I think there's part truths to that. Mostly that Ben it's Maller all did true. all the. It's well, all I true. don't know. Daryl yeah. says the knucklehead didn't even wash any cars. Aaron, he had Maller doing it all. So what well, do you have to say to Daryl? Maller had to vacuum it, and then we put it through the car wash. I look. I was the brain. Somebody had to be the brawn. You know what I'm saying? So well, you certainly weren't the looks of the operation. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. A lot, a lot of people showed up just to get a free car wash. I mean, you had the you had to wait in line like two hours. <laughs> it was it was insane. It was it was absolutely crazy. That's why when people were talking about the Lakers today, saying they're back, the Lakers are back. Look what they're doing. LeBron's back. Can you tell in one game at the end of the year against Indiana? If they're back, I know they were 20 of 40 uh, combined 52 points, but pump the brakes a little bit. You know what I mean? It, it's uh, it's going to be a rough go, especially in the Western Conference. Every, every series is going to be so tough. Well, it, it is really interesting because I've always been of the belief LeBron, he just wants his team to get to the playoffs. He doesn't care who they're playing, how, how they're – once he gets there, he'll figure it out. There's enough by, time between games, but – what I will say is, with all of his great teams, and of course, what did he make? Nine straight finals, eight, eight straight finals, I believe. Uh, they never entered as a seven seed, and there was no. obviously no play-in uh, at that time. Right. And so he's obviously older than he's ever been, been at any point entering a playoff series. And so to me, I think you look at those factors – uh, you know, the idea that he's just going to flip a switch like he's done so many times throughout his career, I just don't – I I don't want to say I, 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 it's inconceivable, but I think it's a lot harder and he's backed himself into kind of a bigger corner than normal. Is he healthier than we think? I mean, is he did he wait this long just because he didn't want to play any more regular season games and said, I'll just go ahead and shut it down until the last one or two games? Or um, could he have come back early and he would have been pushing it a little bit? I don't know. You tell me. I I don't think he's a hundred percent. I I don't think he's a hundred percent, and I do think he was just trying to get as healthy as he can before the playoffs. I mean, right. high ankle sprains are obviously injuries that take a very long time to come back from, and that is of course when you're younger than he is. So I don't believe he's a hundred percent. Doesn't mean he can't be at some point once the playoffs get going, because like I always say, it, it, once you get going in the playoffs, it's two, three, four days between games. So. My guess would be that he can get it 100%. I don't think he's 100% right now, though. All right. By the way, speaking about the playoffs, do home court mean anything in the NBA this season? We'll ask to Sager. He's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio, going through this Saturday night. Let's check in with DeSager, see what we missed so far. What's happening out there, DeSager? UFC 262 is over in Houston. A win to Charles Oliveira, who had been 30-8. and eight. Yes. He takes the lightweight title that Khabib had had, second-round KO. As far as the NBA, we've got a regular season ending tomorrow night. AP did a study, and regardless of tomorrow's results... It's going to be the lowest winning percentage for home teams in NBA history this past season. Usually, and this is all time in the NBA, home teams win about 62% of the time. It's going to be about 55% of the home games go to the home team this season. Is that a big drop, though, because the fans weren't there? Is that, I think, would have. Part of well, it is yeah. that uh, part of it. Remember, Toronto's home games in Florida are counting as their home games, okay, and they're from right. sub five hundred at home. They also said that it's been eight straight seasons when the home winning percentage is under sixty percent. So it's not a new thing; it's just lower even than last year by a slight margin. But it is going to be a record low for the home teams. As far as once we get to postseason and things are starting to open up a little more, as far as fan capacities, right, right. Atlanta, for example, is supposed to have forty five percent capacity for their home playoff games and charlotte i have read is going to be up to 60 percent capacity for the home playoff game so we will have noise with nba games which oh. will be an enormous difference over the regular season and of course last postseason. what's new york well what are they doing in new york now what's their capacity atlanta's 40 percent is the knicks and atlanta going to be a first round matchup probably uh, well, wait a minute. You've already counted your chickens here with the four seed beating the Celtics tomorrow. Do we already? Oh, yeah, that's a done deal. We're going to be the four seed. That That's yeah. done. We're, uh, we're doing The it. latest with New York I've not seen because the last was, oh, we're finally second half of the season letting in even 10% and having fans. So Jeez. between the New York, well, that would be Knicks and Brooklyn would be similar right. news, right? Right. Because right. it's all coming from the governor. It was it was when they started a couple months ago, a 10% until further notice. That's the last I I think they're read. past the further notice, but I'm not sure. Sure. Uh, hope so. Hope so. Yeah. For the sake of all of us, I mean, it seems to be safe at this point. And I love the fact that our country, we're, we're over 50 percent with vaccinations. Right. I mean, you compare that to what we were talking about with Japan was at 2 percent and trying to host an Olympics this summer. Things are not 
not the same in every country in the world. Let's just put it that way. New York Post reported today that Marv Albert is going to retire yes. after this season. Yes. So, as he said, yes. the final assignment of his would be TNT NBA games in the Eastern Conference final. He had over 20 years on NBC and wow. over 20 years with Turner, believe it or not. Wow. He's been around that long. How he's, old is he? He's going to be 80 next month. Jeez. Marv Mark. Albert was the New York Rangers hockey announcer for a few decades, starting in 1965. First game they said he did as a 21-year-old for the New York Knicks. Wow. Wow. And well, if you go back to the Willis yes. Reed game, right, that's that's Marv Albert announcing the Knicks back around that's 1970. Right. So what a career. Pretty, pretty incredible. There was not a uh, Marv Albert, uh, Chris Weber team on the air recently, by the way. Weber is out at Turner, but he's reportedly going into the Hall of Fame tomorrow. So not a bad for week him. for him all told. Meanwhile, we mentioned the pandemic and not as many fans for basketball. Hockey really relies on ticket sales because they don't get the TV money that exactly. a lot of the other leagues do. The Athletic did a study and they say their numbers are backed up by league and team executives. But the total attendance when in the last full season a couple years ago, if you add up all the hockey arenas in the NHL, it was 22 million fans. Last year it was about 19 million because they got most of the season in before the pandemic shut down. Unfortunately, it was just over 1 million fans this past season. Oh. All teams combined oh. in the NHL. They're going to wind up losing over $3 billion Ouch. in revenue. Meanwhile, That's going to kill them. Jeez. Yeah, it's not good for the NHL. So the more the merrier once we get to this postseason. And maybe the Canadian division will finally start their playoff games at some point next the, week. The, I told you they're, they end their season when Capitals Bruins are in game three of their playoffs. Yeah, that's crazy. Washington started the postseason with the overtime win tonight. Each of the American hockey clubs has already ended its regular season. There are three series opener tomorrow, including Pittsburgh hosting the Islanders. But... With Canada's teams all in one division, the North, they're not starting the postseason until no. Wednesday. Last right. place, Vancouver, still has three makeup games to play, <laughs> and all three are against Calgary, just for the record. Gosh. Did you see the Major League Baseball announcement that ESPN has a new contract to carry MLB yes. through 2028? But less games. Exactly. Though. That's like should have been in large, large, bold type. Like ESPN, they cut it 66% or something. 30 games per year in the regular <laughs> season. For the whole regular season, that's 30 sun, games. That's including the Sunday games? Including the Sunday night, 30 regular season games on ESPN every year from 2022 to 2028. Ouch. Sports Business Journal says MLB shopping around the weekday, uh, the weeknight rights and, quote, a deal with a digital media company could be announced in the coming weeks. Sports Media Watch says Turner's new baseball deal includes regular Tuesday nights starting next season. Of course, Turner has carried TBS Sunday games as well in addition to the playoffs. But that's just, I mean, wow. first you say, okay, a, a network that's carried the sport is going to keep carrying the sport. And then you actually read the fine print and say, right. <laughs> excuse me, you're going to have 25 Sunday night games. And only five other games the entire, what, five months of the regular season on ESPN. That's I guess be they don't want to put any on, huh? Huge, well, they got a discount, as you can guess, from the rights fees. They're not going to be paying as much as they're paying right now. That's a difference. That's, that's insane. Appreciate it, Sager. I mean, God, from 90 down to 30, that is, that's a massive cut 
if I've ever seen uh, before in my life. All right, the two hours are in the books. The power hours coming up next. Remember, straight out of Vegas, Bernie Fratto will be joining us at 20 past the hour. We'll go out to Vegas, see what Bernie's got to say, how the lines have changed now that the schedule's out in the NFL. So we'll touch on that with Bernie. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. This is Fox Sports Radio. Ah, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. It is the power hour of the show. We want you to know that enjoy spa-like comfort and save big on your water bill with a Navion tankless water heater. Go tankless with Navion. You can save hundreds on your new Navion tankless water heater with local rebates. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com. Torres, by the way, our producer, Bo. I have to I have to give him a little bit of crap because you know at the break he's like ah oh, dude 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 did did you see the breaking news and there's a fake Adam Schefter report out there that Aaron Rodgers retired and I said that's a fake report don't fall for crap like that all the time dude dude did you did you see it dude 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 Stop it. If they fall for that crap all the time, Torres. Arnie, I guarantee you have fallen for fake news. As a matter of fact, I I don't know if the Sager has any that he remembers. I know for a fact there was something that happened on this show that you're like, well, what about this? And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. So, like, let, maybe we should wait on that one. So, if I Bo, did reports if, on my local show, I reported somebody died because I read it on Twitter. But, oh, my God. Um, yeah, he didn't die. Well, that, that's good. At least, I mean, you yeah. probably could have lost your job, but I mean, at least that person. <laughs> but it was on job. Twitter, so I was at my fault. Somebody else was. I was just going. Well, this is being reported by so and so, and I read it. That's all. It was a wrong report, though. Well, I'm glad whoever it was is still alive. It was. It was the wrestling guy. I forgot his name. The the one that, the the one that's retired now. He's getting up there in age. He wasn't healthy last Hulk year. Hulk Hogan. No, it wasn't Hulk Hogan. Who's what? Come on, people, help me out. I don't Bo, know wrestling. The, I forget the guy's name. Uh, yeah, he's a big name in it, and I thought he had passed away, but uh, no, he's fine now. He's still alive, too. So it's actually been almost like two years now that, that I made that mistake. I can't but, believe he didn't get fired. Incredible. Yeah, but there was, but there was a fake report that uh, Aaron Rodgers is retiring, um, and people are going crazy on Let's Twitter and reposting it. and stuff like that. Let's what, see. What would you say about him? Uh, yeah, he's never going to retire because – he has to pay back too much money. He's walking away from too much money, too. Even if he does uh, do the Jeopardy and, you know, gets into Hollywood a little bit, he's never going to make it. Plus, he wants to play football. He doesn't want to walk away from the game, you know? Want and he wants – you know what he wants to do? He wants to stick it to the Packers. He either wants the GM fired, wants Jordan Love traded, or he wants to go somewhere else and stick it to him every time he gets a chance to play him. Well, by the way, I'm going to admit I'm wrong right now. Um, which I'm not usually wrong. I thought he was definitely going to be gone from the Green Bay Packers. I'm starting to think he'll be the starting quarterback in week one when uh, the NFL starts the season. I, they're not going to get rid of him, and he's not going to be able to force a trade, you know? Okay, so here's the deal, Arnie. Yeah. Um, it's it's May, but it's not too early to make a New Year's resolution, okay? Yes. I need you to do me a favor. Yes. I need you, and really hear me out on this. The next time that somebody demands a trade, can you not come on air the next set? Well, you have to trade. How can you possibly bring? Because you did this with Aaron Rodgers. Yes. You did this with Russell Wilson. Yes. You did it with Deshaun Watson, slightly different circumstances. That, and- that's a that's all different one. Forget about that. 
Well, he ain't getting traded, but yeah, it is well, different. But yeah, no, that's, I know. That's I know. All different. Yeah, forget but about you, that. you know, at a certain point, you got to stop saying it because again, and it's the same with Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he's disgruntled. Yes, he's unhappy. And yes, he may ultimately be traded. But in the NFL is different than the NBA. Yeah, but they don't want him. They don't want him after this year. Who doesn't want him? The, the Packers? Packers. That's why they. That's why they took. Stop. Look, when when Stop. you sign no. up, listen, no. Aaron, when they when they when they drafted Jordan Love, a lot changes in a year. You just said it, Arnie. A lot changes in a year. Jordan Love ain't the guy. Aaron Rodgers still is the guy. Don't tell me the Packers don't want Aaron Rodgers. They would have traded him by now. Yeah, but that that's like you getting married and then one year later signing yourself up on a dating website. You know, that, 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 that's not good optics there. No, it's not. It's like it's like me signing up on a dating website <laughs> two years ago, and then I realize, oh, wait a second, my wife's a babe. I love her. She's awesome. And, oh, by the way, the, the new girl that I thought was so cool, she can't throw a 25-yard completion down the field on an out route, so I got to dump her and keep my lady because my lady's got a cannon for a right arm. No, I, it, things change. And right. the circumstance with Green Bay, we've talked about it. Everyone on this network has talked about it. I get it. Aaron Rodgers getting up there in age. I believe we looked it up last night. It'll be 38 by uh, by the end of this season. I get why the Packers made the move that they made, but it was the wrong move. Jordan Love ain't the answer. We know he wasn't dressing four games by the end of the year, and Aaron Rodgers just put together an MVP season. Uh, we're getting a lot of tweets, by the way. Let me just read one of them because they're all the same thing. Shane says, hey, Artie, it's Shane in Burlington here. Uh, Burlington, Vermont, where I do my local show. He goes, you killed Ric Flair on your local oh show. That's God. who it was, Ric Flair. <laughs> 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 That's... <laughs> I'm glad he's still around, though. I, but it wasn't my report. I was just reading a report that was put, and it was put out by a news organization. What that news put organization? That out. I don't remember what it was, but it was somebody put it out, and I just read it. But it, it turned out to be a false report. So. Well, I will tell you, <laughs> when it comes to deaths and and stuff like that, it's okay to not be first. You can wait until after the next commercial break to confirm that it is what it is. Now, back to Rodgers demanding a trade. Yeah, I believe when you say you're fed up with a team and the team drafts your replacement and you're 37, 38 years old, is that how old you are? And let's be honest, he didn't want to be there anymore anyway. He probably prefers to go back to the West Coast. And you know you don't want to keep him around that much longer because you didn't expect, extend his contract or give him more money well, why can't you be like the Patriots and get rid of somebody a year early instead of a year late? What are you worried about? If the Patriots can let Tom Brady walk, I'm not so sure why and they, they couldn't. Were the wrong. Packers, they but were they only were wrong. wrong. They were only wrong because he won the Super Bowl for Tampa. They were only wrong because Tampa put talent around him and he was good again. But, but wait a minute. But if I was if I was the Patriots. And I had somebody like Mac Jones, and I was developing him. And last year we won, let's say, 10 games. Then maybe I'm not going to be wrong two, three, four years down the line. They were wrong because they ended up with Cam Newton. That's the wrong part about it. You know what's ironic about the Patriots thing? Now that I'm thinking about it, I had never thought of it from this perspective. When they traded for Antonio Brown and they had Josh Gordon, there was like a two-week window where we were like, this is the greatest offense we've ever seen. And then by the end of the year, all those guys were gone, and it was like, 
oh, Tom Brady stinks. I mean, he's just not as good well, as he th- used to be. And well, it's like, oh, then you put talent around him at Tampa, again, he wins another Super Bowl. Well, Antonio Brown really didn't get to play with Tom. I think he was in one game. That's what I mean. Yeah. that's what I, But do you, do you remember, was it that year or was it the year before? It was that year. We were talking about them as like the greatest offense we've ever seen, weren't, well, weren't we? Just because they had, they never have a good offense around him. So any parts, uh, any pieces of the puzzle where we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and, and make too much of the thing. I mean, especially when he lost Gronk, that's his Hall of Famer. He lost Gronk, that, and when you lose a Hall of Famer and you didn't have much to begin with, now you're really down in the dumps. Now you really don't have anybody around you. And by the way, the Tampa didn't win the Super Bowl last year because of their offense. We know that they won it because of their defense. Their last three games and in the playoffs, without that defense and the way they were playing. They probably don't win the uh, Super Bowl because they had to go on the road for three games. It, it, it's just too hard. And the fact that the um, you know uh, stadiums weren't full with uh, opposing fans that was a big helpful, a big help also. And it was like the perfect storm, Aaron. You you can't do that this year. By the way, Tom Brady in the playoffs, ten touchdowns, three interceptions. So let's not oversell that it was all the defense, okay? The defense was phenomenal in the Super Bowl. The defense made plays late against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. But let's not oversell that it was all the defense. I would also say, you say, oh, not having fans in the stands helped. It certainly did, except at the Super Bowl, which was played in their home stadium. Well, So, I I mean. Yeah, but again, it it wasn't 100% when they went on the road. Uh, what even anything when they went on the road and had to play Green those Bay three playoff fans. games? What Green Bay had fans? I mean, come on, it's, it's not the same thing unless it's packed um, and full. It's like you're the Sager say, even the NBA lack of fans mean you win on the road. That's just the way it is in all sports. There, uh, Torres, it, it, there's a big difference between uh, a half a stadium and a full stadium. We both. And know why that. did the Chiefs make the the Super Bowl with home? Well, they had advantage. more talent than everybody else. That's all. There. And Tampa had more talent than everybody else on both sides of the football. Um, I don't know about offensively. Uh, defensively, they certainly did. Like I said, I don't think Tom Brady. Name me one team that had more offensive talent in the NFC than oh, in the, the NFC. Pa- you're going to say in, in the yeah. Buccaneers. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm just saying. Look, we can give credit to the defense; they were phenomenal. But let's not act like Tom Brady is Trent Dilfer here or Rob Johnson or you know, like Tom Brady was awesome. And it proves that the Patriots were wrong, and it proves, in my opinion, that the Packers are wrong. Now, I would also say, I think I, I understand Aaron Rodgers' frustration here, and and we we heard the joke about him comparing the GM to to Jerry Krause, but I think there's something to be said for that, Arnie. And it's really interesting because last night when we were filming in for Jason and Mike, we were talking about the greatest Lakers of all time. We talked about Jerry West, and Jerry West is one of the few executives in my lifetime that he didn't care. If the players got all the credit, he just kept drafting Magic Johnson, kept drafting Kobe, and he got out of the way. He did not care. Uh, Phil Jackson, as a head coach, did not care if the players got the credit. But but these these guys that are trying to, whether it is Bill Belichick with Tom Brady, whether it is the Packers front office trying to force out Aaron Rodgers and proving you can do it on your own, I don't get it. I don't get it, and so I understand Aaron Rodgers' uh, frustration from his perspective. By the way, the Packers would be the team that have a better offensive weapon. They scored more points than the than Tampa did. So. Okay, let's go player for player. By, let's go player for player. Well, I'm, not, I'm just saying if we're going I'm by— I'm saying off, I said who has more offensive talent on their roster than the Tampa Bay but Bucks. My whole point is two teams that complain that they don't have enough offensive weapons were— so by well, the, by Tom way, Brady does, but doesn't this prove doesn't this prove the point then that you just said the Packers are ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers? Uh I don't think so, because he just won the MVP with all that talent. So well, why won, are you going to hand over all that he, talent? 
Go ahead. He won. Well, he won the MVP, but he's saying he doesn't have enough talent. Russell Wilson's saying he doesn't have enough on the offensive line. Brady used to complain to the Patriots he didn't have enough offensive talent. So was it just a bunch of BS that they really did? I don't know now. I'm Especially just with the points they scored. I, I the point I'm trying to make is I, I don't even know how we got so sidetracked talking all Tom Brady, but I don't know how you can argue that Aaron Rodgers has more talent than Tom Brady around him. No, Aaron Rodgers put up great numbers because Aaron Rodgers is awesome. And that also proves the point on why they'd be crazy to trade him uh, and why they're not ready to move on from him because he just won an MVP with less offensive how talent than a lot of guys you, in the league. How many more years do you think he's going to play uh, for the Green Bay Packers or play in the NFL? Well, let's let's say NFL and let's assume he doesn't pull, pull a fast one with Jeopardy or anything like that. I don't know because the thing is, right, uh, Arnie, is everybody – Tom Brady's screwed up the, the bell curve for everybody. Like – Tom, there, there will never. I don't believe there will ever be anyone else winning Super Bowls at forty three. I don't care how much avocado ice cream you eat. I don't care, <laughs> no alcohol, whatever. But even take somebody like Drew Brees, who was a year younger than Tom Brady, and let's be honest, the last two or three years, didn't it feel like he kind of wore down by the end of the season? And no, absolutely wore down. But you and know, that's my point. Winning, yeah. and, and so. When you ask me about Aaron Rodgers, I, I mean, I don't know how many more good years he has left, but I think two things can be true. We don't know how many more good years he has left, but he also is by far the best alternative that the Packers have right now, and they would be insane to trade. Well, you could play a lot longer now, too, because you barely get hit in football games. I mean, Tom Brady could go through a 16-game schedule and maybe get hit like 30 or 40 times in a year for the most part, maybe a little bit more. If you know what you're doing and you're very conservative, you can, you know, uh, get rid of footballs and, you know, not get hit back there like some of the running quarterbacks do. And that that's what makes it curious. I, I do think that as Aaron Rodgers does get up there in age, I, again, two things can be true. He can be frustrated and have every right to be mad that they tried to trade him, but I also don't think it's realistic to expect just because Tom Brady is playing still at an elite level at 43 that that means that Aaron Rodgers at 38 has five good years left, if that makes sense. You want to get in. Aaron underscore Torres. I've been stinking genius one. Bernie Fratto coming up next. We'll talk to Bernie. He's going to tell us about a better who lost $30,000 because he didn't know the rules. We'll get to that coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Matter of fact, it's amazing because you see Discover's accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, you want to get in getting a lot on Twitter. We'll get to that in a little bit. Aaron underscore Torres, I'm at stinking genius one. Uh, our next show, straight out of Vegas, Bernie Fratto, going to join us now. Bernie, how's it going out there in Las Vegas? Getting back to normal or what? You know, I went to the South Point today, and it felt totally normal. I would say 75% of the people didn't have masks on. Nice. And some did. Yeah, I was packed, uh, watching NBA, and uh, great, great uh, foot traffic. Oh, I love it. Good to hear, man. I'm going to have to come out for the Super Bowl or something like that. First things first, I'm dying to hear about the story about the guy who lost out on $30,000 because he didn't know the rules. What's going on there? 
So this involves a dispute between a gentleman, a professional better named Gil, who I know is a great guy, very bright, and the Westgate. And what happened was the Nevada Gaming Control Board ruled in favor of the Westgate because Gil had a dispute over a bet he made on the 2020 French Open. So here's the story. He placed a $1,000 wager at 30 to 1 at the Westgate in January 2020 in Iga to win the French Open. Mm. Then the tournament was postponed in March because of the coronavirus pandemic, and it was rescheduled for September. September, they had the tournament. Swiatek won, and Alexander tried to cash his ticket at the Westgate, and he was told it had been long since refunded. And oh. the book had refunded all bets in March and then posted a new French Open betting pool in accordance with the House rules that, quote, the event must be held within eight days of the scheduled date to be considered action, and the tournament was originally scheduled for May. So Gil took his dispute to the uh, Gaming Control Board, where the gaming agent ruled in favor of the Westgate. So he appealed the decision, and a hearing examiner heard the appeal and made a recommendation to the board, which upheld the Gaming Control Board's decision. Now, once the Gaming uh, Control Board has ruled on a dispute, the next step for a better, per statute, is to take your case to the district court, which would be Clark County District Court. Wow. Now, Gill said he didn't think he received a fair hearing because one of the former Nevada Gaming Control Board chairman, uh, Mark Lipparelli's companies, happens to manage the casino at the Westgate. Uh-oh. <laughs> make, make, make a long story longer. In the end, both sides were represented, and the decision was upheld for the Westgate, and it turned on the House rules. And it was reviewed by agents, supervisors, deputy chiefs, then it went to a hearing, then a review by the assigned board, and then a post-board member decision Pretty lengthy process. The moral of the story is, if it can happen to him, it can happen to anybody. We talked about this, so he's out. He lost. And the long and the short of it is, um, we talked about this prior to baseball season. The example I used was the Dodgers over-under 102 wins. Let's say you bet the over, and you would want a full season of 162 games. Well, what constitute a full season? Well, if you bet it at one shop, they consider 153 games a full season. If you bet it at another one, 156. A third one was 158, and then some were still 162. So obviously you want to bet it at a shop that considers the full season with the least amount of games because you're playing, or check that, the most amount of games because you're playing the over. And if you don't read those rules and you don't understand those house rules, we just saw it happen last Saturday with, uh, with uh, the horse race. It can, it can really come back to bite you, and wow. I guess the cautionary tale here is this is a gentleman who's very sharp. I know him, and the long and the short of it is, you know, if it can happen to him, it can happen to anybody. Wow. Bernie, quick kind of Vegas question before we get to uh, to more gambling stuff. And I asked you this last night. We were filling in for Jason and Mike, but we got a new audience here, and I loved your perspective. Oakland A's, they have permission for Major League Baseball to seek a new move uh, to a potential new uh, city if, if they can't get a new stadium done, blah, blah, blah. But you let us know last night that you don't believe that Vegas is as as popular of, a, of, a, of an ultimate destination as some are reporting, and I just wanted you to share that a little bit. I just don't think it's as realistic in the near term, and I'll tell you why. First of all, we don't have a stadium, and if they build a stadium, they've got to build a dome stadium, and who's going to pay for it? And there was already a tremendous political football uh, when they built uh, you know, the, the Death Star Stadium here for the Raiders. 
Secondly, I don't think Oakland's going to let him out without a fight. It could happen. It could happen someday, but I still think it's many years down the road. And I also think there are other major league cities that might put in for a stadium before we would, you know, someone like a Nashville. And it's really, I remember I was in Tampa Bay in 1992, got up and I said, well, look at this, August 92. Uh, I was down there on business. And I, it said the San Francisco Giants are moving to Tampa. Well, guess what? It never happened. And five <laughs> years later, the Tampa Bay Rays were born and the Giants are still where they're at. So I've seen this a million times. I'm never going to say never, but without a stadium, plans for a stadium, the land for a stadium, any of the things that you would look at that would make it realistic, I just don't know. I think right now it's a conversation piece. Bernie, let's get the Tim Tebow props. I love talking Tebow. Uh, what kind of props do we have for them uh, for him on the upcoming year? Well, of course, the books waste no time in putting up a couple of props. And, you know, you kind of look for alternative products because, you know, you can't – we don't know if he's going to be on a team or not. But So whether or not you can bet – whether or not Tim Tebow will score a touchdown, and if you believe he will – and by the way, this does not count for preseason games. He's got to be in a regular season game. You can get 5-1. to one, But if he's on the roster as well, you can bet no minus 800. Ooh. The other th- the other prop that cracks me up is that he's over under receiving yards for the year, 19 and a half. Now, how I they arrived that. at that, Lord only knows. I heard, by the way, I heard you guys talking about her earlier that week four game, $12,000 a ticket, uh, Tampa Bay at New England. Tampa Bay, you can already bet that game now. They're laying three and a half. That's the send-off line. And for what it's worth, Bill Belichick is a dog, 23 and 11. That's 70%. Wow. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Wow. So you mentioned the schedule, Bernie. Uh, the, the full schedule came out this week, obviously. And I know there's a few week one bets that you're already keen on. Yeah, there's a couple of division dogs I've got my eye on. Uh, the first one, uh, obviously, the game I just talked about, New England. They're uh, laying two and a half uh, against Miami, uh, and that's a divisional dog. And and if you had just blindly bet divisional dogs in September, going back to 2003, you'd be cashing in at a whopping 57 percent, 165 and 129. You'd be up 29 units. And I don't I wouldn't get on that game now. I think as it gets closer, you're going to see New England go to three and you have much better value. But as I started to handicap that game, I noticed, too, those two teams played each other twice last year, of course. The game in New England was 21-11, to 11, and the game in Miami was 22-12. to 12. Mm. The total opened up at 45. It looks like a solid under to me, and there is no Ryan Fitzmagic in either of those games. It's going to be – I'm sure in week one it'll be Cam versus Tua, and I think it'll be a ball-control field position game. Seems like a real low-scoring pitcher's duel to me. I like that under. The other game I like a lot – is Washington, the Washington football team at home, catching two against the visiting L.A. Chargers, making wow. a nice long road trip for their brand-new rookie coach, first game out of the gate. Chargers come to town with a brand-new offensive line, completely retooled, and we all know Ron Rivera's defense comes to play week one. They get after the quarterback. They're going to create a lot of pressure. You've now got you know a lot of film on Justin Herbert, and you've got Washington, a playoff team, getting points at home. Those are the two games I like the best at this point. Bernie, any major changes after the schedule came out in odds or Super Bowl odds or over on their win totals or anything like that? Nothing has changed in terms of Super Bowl odds at all since the schedule came out. However, we have seen the pros fire on season totals on three specific teams, all unders. The Tennessee Titans, their total is nine. The pros have fired on the under. The Raiders, their total is seven. 
Wow. Jeez. And the pros are firing on that. And remember, it's a 17-game season. Wow. The Lions' total is five, and they've also fired on that under. Be- meanwhile, there's a couple overs I really like. I, I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. They've gone over their season total eight straight years. Their season total is 12. 12 and five is a free roll. And in a 17-game season, you know, look, is it reasonable to believe the Chiefs can go 13-4 and four when they went 14-2 and two last year in a 16-game season? Yes, I believe that. And I know they're ticked off and angry after what happened in the Super Bowl. I think you're going to get a very motivated team. Yes, you filled in on your offensive line, but Andy Reid is particularly adept at working these guys into an offense that will uh, make them, you know, be successful. Finally, the thought that got me on that bet, in order for you to lose that bet, the Chiefs would have to lose six regular season games. I, can you picture the Chiefs losing six mm. regular season games? Not I unless really it's a major injury, yeah. Yeah, I mean, correct, correct. That's always a problem. I also like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over. Remember last year they started at 7-5, and five, but there were no two OTAs, no mini camps. There were no preseason games. There were certainly no pre- much of a preseason camp to speak of. I mean, you had Tom Brady working out in the parking lot of Napa Auto Parts throwing rot trees to his receivers, and they're calling the cops on him. Well, after they started 7-5, and five, they finished 7-0, and oh, and they've got all 22 starters back, and boy, do they play complimentary football. They're going to be a beast, and I think the rest of the division is down, so I like the Tampa Bay over as well. We've got one minute left, Burn. Just really quick, uh, I think I already know the answer to this, but the over-unders on both the the Packers, Broncos, and anyone else, does it reflect that Aaron Rodgers will be anywhere other than Green Bay to start week one next week next year? Those numbers uh, don't affect anything other than the fact that the premise is that Rodgers will be back. I still say cooler heads are going to prevail. It's a continuing story. I broke it all down for you guys before in terms of what he'd have to pay if he retired. And, you know, if they traded him after uh, June 1st, you still got the big salary cap hit and they wouldn't get any back any value for him. One one thing I will leave you with, I know we're running out of time here. Arnie, I've got a guaranteed guaranteed million-dollar winner for you. Oh, I love my, this. My moles tell me that Nikola Jokic will win the MVP. Yeah. And in order – Here's how here's how here's how much of a prohibitive favorite he is. You've got to put up sixty dollars to win a dollar. He's one to sixty. So if you just come up with sixty million dollars, Arnie, you're wow. going to win a million. Come I'm on, there. Arnie, let's go. Well, what, what, what's uh, what's my credit line look like, Bernie? Pretty close to sixty million, best I can tell. <laughs> you're the resident OG here. You just yes, fly out you. to Vegas, put yourself up, yeah. and we'll get it all figured out. He's Bernie Fratto coming up at the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas. Must listen. Uh, certainly check it out, Bernie. Always a pleasure, buddy. We'll speak to you at the top of the hour. Okay, thanks, guys. There thanks, you go. Bernie. Bernie Fratto, everybody. Uh, we'll mention some of the stuff that Bernie uh, just did. We'll get to that, but first, major breaking news: the Sager. I think an injury in the. Dodgers organization, what's going on there as we check out what's trending? Quite literally breaking news. Uh A fracture in his hand for Corey Seager. He was hit by a pitch and left the game tonight. A 7-0 win over Miami. Here's how the inside pitch sounded on the Dodgers channel. Spectrum Sportsnet LA. Seager left the game, didn't even make it down to first base. He's going on the injured list tomorrow. The hand is swollen and painful tonight. And, oh. yes, after the game, the Dodgers announced results of x-rays showed a fracture in Corey Seager's right hand, the top hand as he's a left-handed batter. That means also his right hand, his throwing hand from shortstop. 
Needless to say, he won't be out only 10 days. It'll be a minimum of three weeks, right? Wow. Some guys have been longer out four, that. five, oh, six. Yeah. Yeah. But three let's just weeks, say nothing, minimum yeah. three weeks with a broken hand. Outfielder A.J. Pollock just re-injured his hamstring last night, so the Dodgers will have 13 injured players, including eight pitchers wow. on the injured list. They did win again tonight. Trevor Bauer is, well, he's great, and seven scoreless innings with two hits allowed for him tonight. He threw 113 pitches, 10 strikeouts, no walks. The Dodgers will sign veteran Albert Pujols. The agreement is for the rest of this season. He had cleared waivers. The Angels will have to pay most of his $30 million salary this year to end that 10-year contract. So the Dodgers now, for what it's worth, have four former MVPs on the roster. Pujols, maybe in the last year of his career. Cody Bellinger, who's on the injured list. Mookie Betts and Clayton Kershaw. Three former Cy Youngs with Bauer, Kershaw, and David Price. Albert Pujols' batting average over the last five years is 240, including 198 this season. His career average is 298. 667 homers, but Albert Pujols is 41 years old, Aaron's point earlier in the show. They need a right-handed bat off the bench. This is not for him to be starting three days in a row or anything like that. Strange thing, and this will be asked when he finally speaks. He hasn't spoken since the Angels waved him. The report was he didn't want to take a bench roll with the Angels. Right. And so now he takes a bench roll with the he Dodgers. He just doesn't want to move. Uh, yeah, well, maybe that's part of this, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Seattle's Mitch Haniger leads the American League in home runs. He hit his 12th tonight, 7-3. Seattle beat Cleveland earlier tonight. The Yankees' Aaron Judge hit his 11th, 8-2 the final. Yankees won at Baltimore. Giancarlo Stanton was out again with quad tightness. Atlanta and Kansas City each one on the road. Cincinnati did as well. In 12 innings, the Reds were 6-5 winners at Colorado. Houston won its fifth straight game. Pittsburgh homered in the bottom of the ninth for a victory. Detroit with two in the 10th got a win. San Diego and Arizona with victories. In the NBA, the regular season ends tomorrow. All teams will be in action. The Lakers and Brooklyn each won today. New York won in overtime. So this is how it sets up for tomorrow. Brooklyn can clinch the two seed Sunday night. The New York Knicks can clinch the four seed tomorrow with a win against the Celtics, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Boston won its game this evening. Phoenix won, staying alive for the one seed, right? Now, granted, all teams are in action tomorrow, but at the moment, Phoenix is one game back at first place, Utah. Milwaukee took the late game. The Lakers game was with Davis and LeBron each playing. Anthony Davis, 28 points. LeBron James with 24. So for the Lakers to move up to the number six seed and avoid the play-in, It'll take a win Sunday night at New Orleans and a Portland loss against Denver. And again, it's TNT with the Eastern Conference playing games next week, Tuesday, Thursday. The West will be playing Wednesday, Friday on ESPN. The 2021 Hall of Fame class in basketball will be announced tomorrow. Reportedly, it will include Chris Weber, Ben Wallace, and Paul Pierce. That ceremony will take place in September. The Hall of Fame induction ceremonies tonight were for the class of 2021 pandemic post postponed that class included kobe bryant tim duncan and kevin garnett ron bauer took the preakness ufc victory for charles Oliveira, second round ko to take the lightweight title which was vacant and an update with golf there is rain likely tomorrow just north of dallas at the byron nelson classic don't know if they're going to finish this but they're going to try and start golfing as soon as the sun's up we'll see sam burns the leader by one stroke jordan spieth dallas native is tied for third place nascar will be on 
FS1 again the next two Sundays, but 2 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow from Dover. Back to you. All right. Uh, thanks a lot to Sager. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. Um, gosh, that hurts. Fractured right hand. That's going to take about four or five weeks, right? That's uh, that's not going to be any uh, short-term thing there. That That's a, certainly a blow to the Dodgers, who certainly been sputtering to begin with uh, up till now. So that hurts, huh? It is interesting. Like, you did wonder, at some point, there had to be a regression. I mean, eight straight division titles, uh, World Series three of the past four years. Obviously, they won it last year. I just didn't think it was going to be this year with, you know, David Price coming back and with Mookie Betts in the middle of his prime. But sometimes it just we, – we see this in sports, Arnie. Sometimes it just feels like it's not your year, it's not your time, and it's starting to feel like that for the Dodgers this season. No, I can't, I can't buy into that. This is a team what do you that, mean can't, you can't I, buy – they're in third well, place. They're the best well, team in baseball, the most well, talented team in baseball. We were like two games in, so pump the brakes there for a second. And two, I remember Plasky writing for the LA Times saying that this could be the best team in the history of baseball, except maybe for the early years of the Yankees. I mean, there was high expectations. I thought maybe they could break the win record – of 116 by Seattle. So I don't want to hear that garbage. I, I don't buy that for a second. That garbage when you you just made an, a preposterous claim that they were going to break the win record? Why is that preposterous? Well, because they're 23 and 17 right now. Yeah, 22 well, and it was looking good when they were 13 and 3 or something like that. That was looking real good then. Yeah. And I, I, I think your uh, take that they're going to break the win record versus my take of I don't think it's their year. There's a lot of injuries. Weird stuff is happening. I hate to say it, mine sound, mine sound a little bit better right now. Yeah, right now, 30-something games in. Wait till it picks up. They'll get back on track. They won't They won't break the win record or anything like if, that, but they'll, they'll, they'll get back on track and run away with that division. If the Dodgers win the World Series, you got to wash everybody's car in L.A. <laughs> that's, that's the new bet. Otherwise, if they don't win, then I'm right. You'd be surprised how many people just – and they. I had people call me up all year long. I'm not washing my car for a whole year. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sure you're not. You're just going to walk around, barely can see out your windshield, waiting to get your car washed, you know? That uh. is funny. I had never heard that story, but I, I got a few tweets. There There are people that definitely remember. Obviously, Eric Pincus remembered. So It was uh, the car wash with the big hand on it on top on Ventura <laughs> Boulevard. You know what I'm talking about? With the I do know what you're talking about, yeah. Car, yeah, it was a big thing back then. So um, it was a lot of fun. No, no doubt about that. Are you in the baseball yet? Roman was 40 games in, or no, you're still not into um, what's going on in the MLB? I'd be lying if I said I was. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. I'll say two things. One, it was nice after March Madness to just decompress a little bit. But I'll be honest, you know, and we have a lot of listeners that know I've been critical of the NBA regular season, things like that. Uh, our buddy Authentic Allen, who's always chiming in. But I'm ready for the playoffs. I am genuinely excited about the NBA playoffs. I know I've said it a few times throughout the show, but even if it's just for a game or two, some new blood with teams like the Wizards, obviously your Knicks, who will be comfortably in the traditional field of, of the top eight, the Atlanta Hawks. So I, to me, the Phoenix Suns are another one. I am genuinely excited for these NBA playoffs. I'm, I, I'm all excited. I'm all in on the game tomorrow between the Knicks and the Celtics. Just because it means so much for the Knicks to, if they don't win that, I think they end up probably going to drop down to the number six seed. So um, I'm all into that game. That's like a one o'clock in the afternoon Eastern game. I'm staying home just to go ahead and see that game. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to go out and miss that one. That's a big game for my Knicks. It's a big game, and they're just a fun team to watch. I mean, they're, they're a team that I think, obviously, when these playoffs start, um, I, I think people are going to rally behind them. I mean, most, I don't want to say most, but a lot of NBA fans, we remember – 
um, you know, the 90s where every single May and June the Knicks were playing deep into the playoffs, the 80s, the 70s for some people. So I think a lot of fans are going to rally around this team as the playoffs go go forward. All right. Uh, you want to get into the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We'll come back. Final segment. Get to some picks, predictions, news and notes, stuff we've missed. All that's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Member Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, coming up at the top of the hour. few of the tweets, Jason saying, my L.A. Dodgers need a locker room leader. Albert Pujols is that. Based on that injury today, that's a killer for the Dodgers, though, Torres. That one hurts big time. I don't know. You you just Uh, told me they were going to set the single game to single season record. I said it before the year, all right? Before the Oh, you knew they were going to struggle this year is what you're telling me, right? All I said was there are times that it feels like it's not a team's year. And I don't feel like it's their year. I mean, weird injuries, you know, guys well, thank aren't... Thank goodness there's 120 games left. Okay. You got to watch everybody's car in, in L.A. If the Dodgers <laughs> don't win the World Series, that's what we agreed to. 
Give us a little music. Put us in the mood, would you please, Alex? We'll start with our predictions. Matter of fact, my prediction is the Dodgers are still winning the World Series, all right? So that's going to shut you up. They're going to be fine. They'll go ahead. They'll still win the division. Their pitching is just too dominant. Nobody's going to get in their way. They'll pick it up. They're going to turn it around, Torres. All right. My first prediction is I get the field. You get the Dodgers. I like my chances because the Dodgers stink this year. No, they really wow. don't stink. No, they're awesome. But I also I believe that in sports, sometimes it's just not your year. Breaks don't go your way. Weird injuries. It feels like the Dodgers. Eight straight postseasons. Three World Series in the last four years. It just feels like it's not their year. So I'm taking the field over the Dodgers, Arnie. All right. You say sometimes it feels like it's just not your year. Sometimes it feels like it's just not your decade, like Albert Pujols. <laughs> I, I I really think the last 10 years really wasn't his decade. But that turns around because now he's going to be a member of the Dodgers. Albert Pujols will turn it around. He'll hit a home run in his first game as a member of the Dodgers. And you know what? You know, what people don't understand, in the last 162 games he's played, he's had over 30-something home runs and about 115 to 120 RBIs. So he can still put up some type of numbers if he stays healthy. Um, watch Albert Pujols hit a home run, either in his first at bat or first game as a L.A. Dodger. All right, so you were factually incorrect on that when you said it wasn't Albert Pujols' decade. He made $240 million this past that's decade. True. That's uh, true. Even with California taxes, that's not bad. You know whose decade it wasn't was the Los Angeles Angels, who have not won a uh, playoff series since 2009. So my big prediction is their decade of misery continues. The Angels in last place in the AL West, not going to win a, a playoff series this year, just like the previous 12. Wow. Yeah, it's been, there's certainly been the bridesmaid. All right, you said you're excited about the NBA playoffs. Well, before we get to that, we finish up the regular season tomorrow. My New York Knicks will beat the Celtics and end up getting the number four seed, which means they'll get home court advantage over the Atlanta Hawks in the first round of the playoffs, and they will beat the Hawks in the first round. We are the New York Knicks. I'm loving the playoffs. Fantastic. I will say my big prediction the Portland Trailblazers seal a win tomorrow. They get a win tomorrow, which wow. means the Los Angeles Lakers, independent of what they do, will be playing in the play-in game. Excited to see them. I, I'm more excited than LeBron is, but the Lakers, I believe they'll get to the traditional field of of the top eight, but they will be playing in that play-in series. I'm going opposite. I think, actually, Portland loses to Denver. The Lakers get the number six seed. But just for argument's sake, I'll go with you and say the Lakers finish at number seven. If that's true, I think they lose the first game to the Golden State Warriors, and then they're really back on their heels after that. Don't think it's going to be an easy walkthrough against the Golden State Warriors, Torres. Very good. Uh, I was going to say something about the the Suns with the two seed losing to whoever gets the seven seed, but I don't believe they'll lose to the Warriors if the Warriors end up with the seven spots. So most interesting playoff scenario, though, is those Phoenix Suns potentially getting either the Warriors or the Lakers in round one. How about that? It's been a decade since you made the playoffs. You get the two seed. Now you're going to very likely play the Lakers or the Warriors or even possibly the Blazers with Damian Lillard. By the way, you, you know, you always say you, you don't believe in Utah. Who do you believe in more, Utah or Phoenix in the West? 
if it was between oh. those two teams? Well, first of all, I would say I believe in Utah a little bit more because the path is very likely going to be easier. They will not have to play the Lakers, and almost certainly they won't have to play the Lakers, I should say. So to me, I would say I like Utah. I don't love Utah, but more playoff experience. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, those guys have been there a little bit more than most of the Suns guys outside of Chris Paul. So I would lean Utah in terms of liking them more than the Suns. It's too bad I really wanted to see the Lakers and the Clippers in the first round, you know? Really, really thought that that do, was going to get the uh, NBA playoffs started do, with a bang. Do you have an NBA champion yet that you feel good about at this time? No, I want to see the matchups first when it's all solidified. There's still a few things left. Let's see exactly where Denver ends up, where the Clippers end up, and uh, the New York, Atlanta, Miami, and plus uh, Charlotte, Washington, and Indiana all tied also. So um, we got to figure that out, too. So tomorrow's a very big day uh, in the NBA. I agree. Um, we got to wrap things up, man. We just talked way too much. Thanks to the guys today doing a great job, Alex Teichert, our technical director, of course, Bo, our producer, DeSager, with the updates, my partner, Aaron Torres. Thanks to Bernie Fratto for stopping on by. Matter of fact, Bernie's up next, straight out of Vegas. Stick around for him. He's a must listen. I'm back tomorrow with Plank. Same bad time, same bad channel here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 